Hey, how you doing? This is uh, actress uh, Tilda Swinton, Day. And uh, you're listening to Live from the Barrage. I listen to it while I'm laying in a glass box, Day. Hey, yo! Take that ace! I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Got that right. Hold on. All right, uh, I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Hold on. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck, get the fuck out, this is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite show? radio station? I have the garage. Look at the cycle logs into this shit. <laughs> don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound it's gonna ever keep me down. Five. The I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Hello, everyone. And welcome. Welcome back. Live from the Barrage. Yeah! Yeah! I would, I was Have just, a good night. I was going to not say anything and see how long <laughs> we could just let would, John do the show. I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> it's only our 61st. I was waiting for you. No, welcome, I was waiting for you. Welcome to our new NPR program where we're embracing awkward silences. Y- yeah. You hang up. No, no you hang up. No, no you hang up. I'm, we're back live from the barrage. I'm here with Dave Harrison and uh, Ryan and Patrick Walsh. Yeah. The whole gang. Gang's all here. <laughs> Fucking gang. We're going to go ride motorcycles later. Did you watch Sons of Anarchy season premiere? No, I, I, I didn't. You're I not ne- into it I anymore, I never right? finished the season yeah, before don't. it. It's, it's really jumped the shark, right? Like, it's horrible. This latest episode, I'm, I won't spoil it for anybody, but my God. My God. That it was a serious shark jumping, especially at the end. Horrible. I said, is, that, is your reverb pod open a little bit? You're sounding a little. Oh, ten wins. It might have been up there <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> What is that? What is that noise there? Turn off your computer. Turn Sorry. on your radio, sir. Sorry, my bad. I started. Uh, <laughs> this is this is might be the worst part of. I actually like the reverb. I, now I now I sound. Uh, there you go. No, not that much, but I mean like it. I just liked a little bit, you know, like the presence knob that I never understand what that does on an, on an amp. <laughs> what does the presence knob do? It's, it's more. Gives you more presence. You know, I have plenty of presence without it. <laughs> Feature trouble through feedback loop. Is that, I don't know. Is that really what it does? What does it do? It's trouble through the feedback loop. Oh. All I heard was Ingve Malmstein shit that I don't need to know. I thought it kind of just like I don't know what it did. I thought it kind of like brightened everything up. You can think of it as high trouble from now on. Oh, okay. Push pull, or we yeah. could Google it and find out what it really does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brainstorming here. Yeah, that's right. We could, you know, uh, back in the day, people had people does. had to brainstorm. They didn't have to. They didn't have their little fucking magic boxes that they can look up shit and be like, "Oh, there's the answer to everything." Everyone's we can gonna laugh at us when I, they see. I take umbrage with the fact that Ryan's questioning that I don't know anything about amplifiers. As soon as Ryan finishes googling whether or not Rocky Raccoon died at the end of the song, <laughs> we can move on with the game. But um. 
what I was going to mention in, in terms of, of Sons of Anarchy, I uh, watching shows with your significant other might be the worst thing ever because especially when you work incredibly different schedules. So I, I went and sat down and started watching the season premiere of Boardwalk Empire. Uh, did it start? Yeah, it started last last Sunday. Oh shit! And uh, and it's the I watched the first ten minutes and it's great. But anyway, Jess calls and she's like, "I'm headed home." Blah blah. blah and what are you up to? And I'm like, "I'm watching the first Boardwalk Empire." And she's like, "Don't do that!" Like you know, we got to watch that together. And it's like, how would I watch it now? And you watch it tomorrow when you're home by yourself, and then we can talk about it later. Because otherwise, it's like I'm like I am with Newsroom right now, where I'm like six episodes behind because. We never have any time to watch shows together. I know this is like the most ridiculous thing to complain about, but I want my shows, God damn it! I want to watch them. <laughs> I want to watch for stories and programs. <laughs> it's my program. I got nothing else in my life. <laughs> Fuck! I'm excited. I didn't know that started. I'm kind of excited now. I could stop watching this horrible show, The Killing, which has been boring as hell. And uh, well, they just canceled that. D- I know. And uh, th- it was the first couple seasons were all right. I don't even know what's going on in this season. It's like episode five. I have no fucking idea. About. That's based on some fucking crazy. Uh, I don't know. Swedish meatball. What's the show that like the most people have told? Because this is how I am. When someone tells me uh, enough people tell me to watch a show, I get angry and refuse to watch it. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. easy. Dexter. Dexter. Oh, that show's terrible. Get yeah. that shit away from me. Get out of here with that. It's dumb. Never seen it. I've seen one episode. It's really bad. The TV acting is its over the top. Yeah, I can't stand ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Who cares? But you've got to watch the season with John Lithgow. Fuck you. John Lithgow? Guy from Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> I saw him on the street, and what am I going to say? He's really tall. Because he is. Is that what you said? Is he really? Yo, uh, bro, you tall. It's like the first thing I think about is like how short or tall somebody is. I don't know why. But he's mm-hmm. fucking tall. Are you heightest? He's, they should, I don't know how he walks into the casting room and they don't cast him as Harry. How <laughs> <laughs> the fuck did that happen? <laughs> he even kind of looks like him. Yeah. yeah he's got I'm the here, same forehead. I'm here to read for Harry, and I ended up getting the part of the human. <laughs> Guy's seven feet tall. How Rip, many? Back maybe he the- pulled a dual role like Medea. <laughs> <laughs> Medea, what are you getting fancy? Or it's Medea. <laughs> Medea. It's Medea. Is it Bob Mold? Bob Mold. Um, but uh, do you think back in the day, John Lithgow went up for like a lot of the similar roles, and he'd show up, and like Christopher Lloyd would be the only other person there, and be like, "Fuck you! Come on, damn John Lithgow!" Every fucking time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna play the hard part of Harry. Who did play Harry? Was it the same guy that played Chewbacca? Because I would just get that guy. Be like, you already know it's like being in a hairy suit. <laughs> right, just cut the face out. Do we have a cricket in here again? Yep. Yes, we do. <laughs> that is not a sound effect, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> or a commentary on the show so far. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking for something. Probably seem uh, preoccupied here. It's all right. We'll go on without you. Yeah, please do. Thank you. He's so, digging in his pockets. I think he's playing... Uh, so for those that are outside of the uh, New York area or the Queens area, we regret like to inform everybody. you that uh, Paul Graziano did not win. No, he did not. He, he not came in third. Uh, he got a lot of votes, 1,600, yeah. almost yeah. 1,600 votes, which is big. Uh, the winner got twenty five or about 3,000, right? Well, no, there's no winner yet. Oh, it's, it's a tight race because that guy. Should, who, is, who is that other guy? I didn't Austin even know. Schaffron. Yeah, he came Schaffron. out of nowhere. Well, so he, that was Graziano's Paul's, problem. He never, he never even saw that guy on the radar. No, he saw. knows they know each other. Paul's, Paul uh, was talking to him uh, recently. So Paul's going to call in and tell us all the details because he knows better than I do. He's got the numbers. He's got the facts. And we will see. See, I, I, I'd, be so, on, I'd be honest. If, it was, if, if I was, knew nothing about any of the candidates and I just saw 
what you know who they were, what they looked like. I would pick the dude that came in second because I'd be like Paul Graziano for some reason. He, and I've heard a lot about his policies, and I completely agree with. I think he's he's a great leader, great politician. It's the ponytail. I could not vote for a guy with a ponytail. Well, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Have we, could you vote for a guy for, with a ponytail that I, wasn't Paul? We did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't Paul. You'd be like, that guy's kind of a douche. Well, look this way. Uh, what if like, he's I not think, douchey at all? He's not a douche not, ponytail guy. Not, he's like, but he, he has, has long hair. But he has a ponytail. It's I mean, tiny. Like, all right. What if? What if he? What? What level would make you not vote for him? Because I mean, like you're saying, okay. What if it was like a, a ponytail and a, and a bolo tie? If like his picture had him wearing a bolo tie. What if his hair was as long as Crystal Gale? <laughs> what if it was slightly wavier? <laughs> you mean, come on. You know, there's there's a uh, limit for everything. There's Harry and the Hendersons. There he is. Yeah. Connor O'Malley's uh, fine. Kevin from Harry and the Hendersons, number one pimp player. He gets John to lift out, rub his head, dry it off, player. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Uh, if you have Vine, you'll Harry, follow this guy, Connor O'Malley. He's fucking great. Harry was played by, uh, by <laughs> Kevin Peter Hall, who died at oh, age 35. Yeah, Take me away! Take me away! Take me away! <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah, pimp. Oh, man, that killed me first yeah. time I saw that. He died at what? Age 35, AIDS-related pneumonia. Really? That's fucking his kidding. Mo- his mother was six foot two? Mm-hmm. Is that what that says? His mother was six foot two. He was seven foot two. He was the tallest of seven brothers. Wow. All of them over six five. And all of them uh, monsters. Mm. <laughs> yes, they were all monsters. He died John. of AIDS? Oh, man. AIDS-related pneumonia. I wonder if he wore that costume in the bed. <laughs> He got he got AIDS for he got HIV from a blood transfusion. Okay, so that you sucks. say that sucks. Whatever, Harry. So I say. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah, fuck right. am I? Everybody got it from a blood transfusion. <laughs> reading a Wikipedia. Page. Magic Johnson got it from a water fountain. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Take it easy. Oh, he played. Uh, look at this. Uh, apparently, he also played the Predator. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's the Predator. But I didn't know that the Predator was also he also played the helicopter pilot in the beginning. Oh, wow. So we got to watch the beginning and see what his face is. Oh, well, you could just Google him and search it, I guess, now. That's no fun. I want to see Harry versus Predator. That he, was on 11, watch. he was on 11 episodes of 227. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Jack A. <laughs> he played Jack A. That show, is that on DVD? God damn it. Sometimes I wake I up and I'm not. like, I really want to watch 227. No, you don't. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that, ever. That's the first time that sentence has ever been spoken. He played the old lady that's always leaning on the window. <laughs> Marla Gibbs, sassy Jack A. Yeah, Predator, Harry versus Predator. I would see that. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd fund it. <laughs> Let's get a Kickstarter. Oh, he was also up. he was also on Night Court. What happened? Was to he Bull? bull? He was not Bull. <laughs> Is Bull? <laughs> was Bull still alive? Probably. You have a fucking computer. Look God, it up. What am I? From Harry and Henderson's number one pimp player, he gets John to lift out, rub his head, dry it off, player. Why does that guy speak like that? I don't know. Is that his real voice? I don't think that's probably not his real voice. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. You see, here, here he's watching the Gallagher's come out. Mom and Digital City! We break you! Don't crush us! Please do not baby. Water tries to be better than man. Guess what? We crush it because nature's number two and man's number one! How'd he get all that in six seconds? I don't know. He does it, though. He's good. He's live and well, Dave, and he's 70. He's got this one, Dave, where he points a gun at the cops, and he says, I have the power of God. <laughs> and he's riding a lawn, riding one of those riding lawnmowers, with a, and he's got like a forty-four Magnum in his hand. He just points it right at the cop car, and they're just sitting there. 
It's nuts. I'm sure it's fake, but it's awesome. Do you know for a fact that it's a 44 Magnum? It looks like I'm not a, no expert, but uh, you know I've seen my Dirty Harry in the Henderson. He's movies. no gun guy. <laughs> dirty Harry. <laughs> now that would be a fucking movie. Now we got a Kickstarter. Yeah. Want to kickstart that? Please send uh, ten dollars to John C. Hulan at gmail dot com. Please. Dirty Stay Harry tuned for stole. our new T-shirts. <laughs> we do have new T-shirts. If you'd like to order one, you could PayPal me uh, fifteen dollars. Thank you, and three dollars for shipping. Uh, if you're in uh, Canada, the Con US. Yeah, if you're if you're you know what if you're in like already I got a guy from Poland. I think he's a guy. I don't know. Was, I looked at his pictures, they're all cat. His name is Jens. Maybe it's cat. Or Jens. And uh, I don't know. He's he's like a Poland or Norway. He's like I live in both places. Maybe okay. it's a cat that's become sentient. So I don't know. I don't want to say you know, I've to been through computer. this before. It's a nightmare to send these things overseas. A fucking nightmare. A nightmare. Is it really? How much is shipping? The post office. I don't know. You have to. It's different for everything. Different weights. You got to go there. It's probably twenty bucks, fifteen dollars to ship it over. I don't know. I don't want to get involved. Do you have to mark it as a gift for? Customs? You have to fill out a fucking customs thing. We should get a stamps.com sponsorship. Are there any firearms or drugs? I'm like, no. Maybe there will be. <laughs> I got them in the truck. <laughs> Either process this, or I'm going and getting them. Yeah, and then I ch- the U.S. Postal Service website, which I just looked on, and I did it twice, and typed in what it is. You know, a t-shirt weighs between like probably six and ten ounces or something. I typed it in, and it, it's not working. It says it's forty-four dollars is the cheapest, and that can't be right. I know that's not right. So I, I text Tommy Rockstar, and he said, you know, it could be between, you know. 10 or 15 bucks. It could be throw a CDR in there and send it as media mail. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in a book. Like Label everything book. media mail. If you're shipping a lot of CDs your book. or records. Yes, you do. You go to a thrift store, you fucking hollow out a book, and you put whatever you want to ship inside the book, <laughs> and you ship it media mail. I used well, to do listen, that all the time. I, I would argue that my t-shirt is media mail. What if it, that's my book? It's a short book. It, it contains five words. Oh, so like, Seven or like eight. Steve V's book of poetry is like... Yeah, all this like is, I decided to print it on fabric. Who the fuck is to say that that's not a, a proper medium for media? I don't think... The Postmaster the, General. The post office should not be in charge of deciding what is media and what is not, is what you're saying. Exactly. Steve V's saying, you can't ship media mail internationally, or so I was told. So there you go. And uh, Yes, caller, uh, you're on the air. Hey, it's Arstron uh, Smith. Hey, I Arstron. Got a funny one for you. How you doing? Uh, you've mentioned shipping things, uh, and you've mentioned um, Steve V in the same breath there almost. <laughs> right. Uh, I bought a Blacks CD, as it happens, from Steve V back in the day. Right, his old and band, Blacks. Times the, uh, one of the few times the mail showed up kind of all torn apart with the little thing that says, you know, hey, sorry, your mail is fucked you know, by the post office. They put the little thing in there. So I didn't think about it for a long time. I saved the package. Well, Steve V's tooling with wax eater. He's over at the house. I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, here's the thing. He goes, oh, yeah, man, that was funny. Like, when I mailed those out, we put bullets in some of them and firecrackers and just mailed them off. Oh, so. that's funny. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. he's. It has nothing to do with Big Black at all. He's got firecrackers in the album. The, the band's name is Blacks, and he has a Lomo tattoo, and he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know. Like, like I said, I, now I know why my nail was tore up because he's like, "Oh yeah, I probably just threw some bullets in there and shit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they have a drum machine too. Yeah, not at all. They're, they're in there. <laughs> TV <laughs> keeping it safe. Didn't uh, Bob De- Bob Denver um, TV, TV's Gilligan get arrested for shipping weed to Marianne? Yes. Yeah. I remember. Oh, no, they're on an island. Yeah. Got to get it out of there somewhere. <laughs> Poor TV's. Uh, Stevie's saying he didn't put firecrackers in them, but he did put bullet casings. Well, good job, good job on that. You're so edgy. 
You almost got Arstron Smith locked up. Try arson right, right. and You almost got my P.O. box shut down. That's right. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, I'm out. All right, thanks, man. Was there even a CD in it? <laughs> no, it was bullet casings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I just There's I put, a spare bullet case. Sorry, I got my eBay orders mixed up. We're real punk rock. I just put some, uh, you know, I put some bullet casings and I came in it and I sealed it up and sent it out, you know, because I'm, I'm so edgy. It's poetry, man. <laughs> <laughs> the music is what you hear in your head when you get the bullet casing. Right. Poor Stevie. He's, he's, I'm waiting for him to pop back up in the chat box and yell, but he's not saying anything. <laughs> Kyle says, I have family members who were mail carriers, you edgy son of a bitch. Hey, we just lost a fan of the show. I wonder if it's the same. Who? Oh. <laughs> oh, who? I'll, I'll go on the Facebook. We'll call him right now. <laughs> What's your problem? Oh, that was Stevie. Oh, he's there. Right. What could we do to offend you? <laughs> Nothing. I don't think you, I, I don't think you could offend a, offend Stevie. That's a that's Black's job. There's got to be something. There's got to be. I mean, you you tried the the crooked Wang didn't uh, didn't yeah. even drive him away. Yeah. That's a good name for a band, Crooked Wang. I was gonna say it's my least favorite pavement record. Name's the band <laughs> Blacks. If you didn't uh, hear the beginning of the show, we have a, a that special special station ID from uh, Tilda. My, f- my Swintron. 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 Which is awesome. Thank you, Tilda, for sending this to us. Appreciate it. Hey, how you doing? This is uh, actress uh, Tilda Swinton Day. And uh, you're listening to Live from the Barrage. I listen to it while I'm laying in a glass box there. Hey, oh! Take it, Ace! Oh, she sounds a lot different. Sounds like, like a, a Tildy Big Time. <laughs> like the other car that peeps your eye. Well, they say, they say the camera adds, you know, adds a New York accent. Yeah. A, a half a New York, half Chicago <laughs> accent. Like the dare, that was the Chicago accent coming out. I'm, I was telling Dave before the show that I really got to stop with the Take It East and stuff. I can't stop doing it my You should take life. it east with the Take It East. Right, and I'm turning my, into Mikey My Big kids Dumb. say it all the time. Do they? That's too. funny. Yeah. I never heard your kids speak. Are you sure? They don't talk to people. <laughs> just just me and my Yeah, wife. Frank was over here with his daughter before, too. And I was like, hi, how's school? And she just, like, stares at you. Doesn't anyone talk? Yeah, no, forget it. Talk! Speak! God I used to work with this guy, and his wife, his wife, would call on the phone, and he'd be like, "Hello," and he goes, "Hard of hearing," and he can't hear, and finally he just goes, "Speak!" <laughs> in front of everybody into the phone room. I used to go to this plumbing supply, and literally this happened like three times a week when I'd be in there. The phone would ring, and the guy behind the counter would pick it up, and you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." How many fucking times have I told you to not call me at work? <laughs> he just slammed the phone down. Oh my god! Like, oh, it must be lovely. This in guy, the house. Speaking of people not speaking, I used to. I used to work with a girl whose boyfriend was just really awkward. This is when I worked at the bookstore. And if we were working together, he would call her at work. And if I answered the phone, he wouldn't say anything. And then he would hang up. Right. So I had, I had to learn that if I said, you know, if I answered the phone and there was just dead silence, but like lasted for like more than five or six seconds i'd be like april your boyfriend's on the phone and he refused right. to fucking talk yeah yeah, yeah. And it's like and these are like grown-ass people was he like, doing a bit or is he just an no he was really weirdo. fucking weird. weird it was yeah it was uh, that was like the, they, oh, i have a guy she really his, wife, a tiger. his wife is constantly calling the job it's like this is a place of fucking business we're doing work here. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> slow your roll and she's like hello and she's all meek and then the, <laughs> It's a nightmare, and then and then you tell her like he, that he's not around, and you're like, you know, Bob's not here, and she be, and she'll just stay on the phone and hold on because she's not from this country, and she stays and, and waits, and you're like, there's nothing else to talk about. He's not here. Like, let's move on with the game. 
Hang up. Do you say goodbye? Move, do you say move on with the game now? Is like, a, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that. Do you say that at work? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. take it easy. You yeah. gotta move on with the Listen, game. You this know? fucking thing's move broken. Let's game. move on with the game. There's nothing we can do. Take it easy. Isn't it about time for everyone's favorite radio program? Huh? <laughs> yeah. By the way, Steve V, I think, is coming in live in the studio next week. Did you oh, guys awesome. know that? I have it on the calendar. I forgot all about it. Stevie uh, invading New York. And cool. we do have uh, uh, T-shirts. If anybody wants to see them, they, they say Maroons <laughs> on them. And they say live in the barrage in the, uh, in the Maroons, Maroons uh, you know, font and symbol. With the U.S. presidential seal on it. Yes, U.S. presidential seal, which is a uh, public domain. Yeah. And uh, the Eagles banners say A.O. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> if you look closely. Those are, uh, you can but the problem those. is, you know. Thank you. Uh, uh, who's the boss? Kasuga said it in, in the chat box just now that we're responsible for his New York City matters. No one actually talks like that anymore. Like, there's right. very few. Like, Mikey, oh, Mikey, Big Big Time, Mikey Big Time yeah. and FUD. Like, that's pretty much, you know, like, the guys that play poker here are part of a dying breed. It's like the last unicorn yeah. of, uh, of ignorant speaking habits. No, when you but, get uh, out of the gentrified <laughs> areas. Like the last when you get out of the gentrified areas, there's still plenty of people that speak like that. South Brooklyn and like it's yeah, South South Brooklyn and like Staten Island. Yeah. Graves cut off cut off a garbage truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see. Gush, gush. Go down to Gravesend. You'll find mm, a bunch yeah, of them. Down no there. shortage. What a fucking mess. But uh, I mean, Middle Village. It really is dying. I think in the next twenty years or so, that's not going to exist anymore as a as a as a vocal. And none of us actually speak like that, which I think is hilarious. But uh, it is so, Kasuga. You're actually like you're. We're like the NWA of ignorant white people accents. <laughs> like, we're, we're just pretending. But you know what's funny? <laughs> if I go out of town, right away, everybody knows. That, oh, you're from New York? Mm, yeah, well, uh, you got that clipped like, little bit. cadence. Yeah. You're very, I, Ryan, you're very Queens. I'm probably the worst I out lost of everybody it. here. Yeah, but you don't have the, the, the ignorant part to it like that that the ignorant flavor the spice well because he reads books <laughs> you're just right. kind of measured in your speech your speech is very measured and uh you know right deliberate what spices would you say those are like <laughs> oregano and maybe uh <laughs> yeah. something real bland. Some, some garlic <laughs> some <laughs> uh, it's like you know you gotta th- it's like people who have the uh that the ultra new york confidence for that Thing comes in. It's like, why are you confident? You're an idiot. <laughs> well, I, I really do. I, I think one of the things that brought back that accent in a lot of ways was The Sopranos, where everyone decided that they were right. going to talk like that now. Like, you know, it was very much, you know. Be a Pat were laughing last night cause, uh, or two nights ago because we could see on Wednesday, it was September 11th, so they had the, the, uh, the Twin Towers lights up. You know, they have these huge spotlights that go way up into the air. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I see that they stop at a certain point and get like l- darker. It's hitting the cloud, you know. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's where the, like the top of the towers were. <laughs> right, like can, that now. And, and Pat's that like, magical thing where the Pat's like, we end. can't control light, <laughs> moron. <laughs> and I was like, I know that there's some guy like from from Minga Marone's construction company who went this, down there the first day. Hey, listen, I want, this, I want this light to shoot exactly 1180. Hey. Oh, that's gonna cost you. We're gonna charge by the foot. How many feet you want to go up on I'll this get light? Get my guy to take care of that for you. <laughs> How many foot yeah, you want to exactly. go up? Hey, Vito! <laughs> Holy shit, thousand hey. feet! Hey, Vito! Can you do twelve hundred? <laughs> yeah, Hold on, I can it. do it. Let me try. He, he trained at a subway. <laughs> <laughs> we got one of them, uh, those fucking airmen, the one that uh, they're like, they, waving the wind. Five foot long. Ooh, this oh, is, uh, this is gonna be pricey. Yeah, let me tell you. Calculate. <laughs> let me see. We're going up uh, to space. Uh. 
That's going to be, uh, you know, carry the two. Take it back a notch. Where's the, who's getting that? Right contract? there, right there, right there. Yeah, that, All went, right. out, that went out for bid. <laughs> right. There's going to be a, a thin Hold air on, me, surcharge because it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's... Let me punch this in. All right, I'm going to have to get Frank down in Canarsie to take care of this for me. $18 a half a foot. There's a... Um, whoa. Whoa, 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 plus tax. Oh, slow down. Oh, and then I get my end. You know, that don't come cheap either. Come on, you're killing me here. <laughs> come on, give me a break. I got two uh, kids at home, you know? Uh, by the way, never forget, I'll be back uh, on Monday. <laughs> there's a... Um, there's a um, you know, for those of you... I don't know if this is a countrywide thing. They have the rat, the blow-up rat, that goes in front of uh, uh, buildings that are using non-union labor. Yeah, scabby. But they they have a cockroach <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, that's what it's name. Yeah, I know. I just they they have, they have a cockroach too, and it's on. I I, I pass it every day <laughs> on my stinky. way to work over the past two weeks. They're they're uh, they're go they're protesting some building that's like some new restaurant or whatever. And uh, but it's the saddest fucking demonstration I've ever seen. There's like two dudes that are like falling asleep. And they've got the little placards on, and the cockroach isn't even fully inflated. <laughs> like it's right. kind of just half inflated, and it just it doesn't really look like a cockroach. It just looks like like a bunch of fucking dangling wieners. Like <laughs> who's like who's the guy who had to go to like the inflatables company and commission that piece? Right, it's the it's same like, guy that look, does the I'm, wavy hands. Yeah. I need a roach. Get you to pull over and buy a car. Think, think, think you guys can swing a roach? Huh? <laughs> I think they were out of rats. Oh, listen, I got a roach. I, I got a snake. A, there's a gorilla too. I, saw I got a gorilla, gorilla once. Exactly. I think that's. For the ones that try and bully their work. Yeah, no, the gorilla, the gorilla was like for a car wash or something, wasn't it? You know, no, there was one of those in front of the building I used to work. In. You know, the original conversation was, "Yeah, I need um, get me one of them Mexican ones and another for a Puerto Ricans." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, sir, you can't do that. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle saying, "We salute you, our half-inflated dark lord." <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a rodent yeah. that personifies scabs. Yeah. <laughs> I need a I need a rat with like a fucking contract in his hand. I was, oh, this is great! Speaking Dropping of, a tool. Speaking of New York accents, I was uh, one time I went in like to price T-shirts at this local T-shirt place, like just for a goof, just to see. Like, oh, they're so like what they were going to run me. Yeah, and, uh, I no, did but that just, once, just out of curiosity, a long time ago. So I just went in, but while while I was there, I was talking to the the dude by the counter, and this guy comes in behind me, and he's looking all cagey, and uh, so he's like, "Let me take care of this guy." He's like, "Yeah, is there something?" He goes, "Yeah." I'm wondering how much it would cost for you to make me six certs that say, and he looks around and he goes, Buck Faltimore. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, yeah, we really don't do runs of six. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to have seven, but that guy yeah, didn't want to yeah, pay exactly. for it. Yeah, yeah, Tony dropped out. <laughs> but he looked, he looked around like he was like, wait for it. Buck Faltimore. I think, I'm like, yeah. effing genius. I think know? they outlawed those uh, at Yankee Stadium. You have to turn your shirt inside. inside. Even though know, it doesn't say a curse. You know, that's like on this chat box. You have to write in Buck Faltimore if you want a curse. Ridiculous for a goof. I did that once. I went to like these one of these boutique t shirt things. We should kickstart our Uncle Buck made. Faltimore. And excuse me. I'm <laughs> Take it easy. Sorry, John. Uncle Buck Faltimore and uh, Dirty Harry and the Hendersons t shirts coming out next week. Go to livefromthebrage.com to see those. They're up there already. Good job, Ryan. Ryan, put them up there. By the way, that's Orlick's t shirt for you right there. I know I'm supposed to give you fifteen dollars, and he's gonna. You don't pay, have to give PayPal me; just hold me. on to it for him. Is he gonna give you the three for? He shipping? doesn't have PayPal. That's the whole thing. Oh, is that what it is? He's, yeah. He said to, for me to pay you or PayPal you or no, something like that. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Whatever. Right, how about I give you fifteen dollars? All right. Actually, you owe me five dollars because the Giants lost last week. Did we bet? 
Yeah, but I, I'm not going to collect. Don't worry about no, it. No, that's all right. If I bet, I, I owe you $5. We bet, too. We did? That the Giants were going to lose. You owe me five. Shut times. up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you! I don't make bets. You. I almost really close. close. Yeah, yeah, I know. As I smiled, if I had smiled, smiled. You, you smirked a little at the very last second. John, we went to a wedding on Sunday. Remember that? Yes, yes, I, yes. We I did. barely remember it, but uh, it was fun, wasn't it? I, you know, it's it's the same thing we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Like you, you look forward to something, you think it's gonna be fun, and the memory of it, you're like, I had fun, and I didn't have fun. You know why? Because weddings aren't fun. They weren't fun. I was hot the whole time. They can't be fun. I've been to good weddings. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. I had. You no, know, I guess I had fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, yeah, my wedding was fun. You know yeah, when a, you, you know when a wedding's fun when you're 25, single, and you have a ride home, or or you're staying there. <laughs> like that's the, that's the only time weddings are. fun. That's a good example of a fun. Well, thank wedding. you for driving me out there, Ryan. It was very nice of you, and uh, yeah, I had a good time. Fud was there. Fud. <laughs> Fud uh, crowbarred his way into the wedding. He wasn't invited. <laughs> what? Yeah, he invited himself. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he Did got he know the person. He got there? one of the people that was at our table kicked off to another table so he could sit there. Thank God with his wife because that was that uh, Rodney Dangerfield looking guy. Oh, Artie. Artie. Oh, God. He was terrible. Holy shit. But he was great. But he got up and sang and did like a little comedy bit. Right. He was great. That was good. He was actually good that at that. Good. But in real life. Otherwise, uh, it's a big fat guy that looks like he uh, like uh, he looks like Rodney Dangerfield. A lot younger, of course. And he has it no like class. And the, wait- the waiters were walking by with the appetizers. And uh, he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, honey, oh. where are you going? Where are yeah, you going? Come back whole- here. Oh, right. And that. he would take like... A handful of what, whatever is on the tray, all the beef. Just Welling keep bringing things. it over here, all right? Take it easy. I love that beef Wellingtron. There's <laughs> <laughs> two pitches till somebody passes out. Then bring two every half an hour, like that shit. And Fud's, Fud's like, look, I learned goes, this trick Artie, in Tijuana. Artie brought a three foot fork with him, it's like to get on, get it off the thing. It's fucking ridiculous. It was, it was like a comedy of errors. Yeah. It was funny though. The uh, the, the the groom didn't, he looked very uncomfortable the whole time. He's being all weird with me. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, well, yeah. Why? Are you? He said he was coming You're to fucker, Boca dude. last week, and he never comes. And because and it was right before his wedding, I wrote back, what a coincidence. I texted him, and he got all pissed off. Ah. <laughs> He's like, I don't like what you're implying. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I'm breaking your balls. Relax. You know, I don't know. Take it easy. Have we weird. met? But the best is, like, you, you know, they have them, like, doing a conga line, and he's shaking maracas up there and stuff. And he's got this look on his face, like... Like he just wants just to be anywhere else at his yeah. wedding. Yeah, I just got a text from Mike O that says, uh, "Just get me my T-shirt. I don't like. I don't have PayPal. Quit your whining." All right, oh, give all me right. this T-shirt. Let me see this and open up a PayPal, Mike. It's not that hard. Comes in very handy. It's fucking 2013. I uh, have your T-shirt right here. It's, I put it in an envelope for you. Hold on a second. Let me rip that up, you dick. <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> Stop uh, your whining. My uh, my uncle when he got uh, married. See people listen to us in Bermuda. Thanks, Mike. That's great. My uncle when uh when he got married, I didn't know he was doing this, but I got fucking waste. This is probably ten years ago. Got real wasted at his wedding, and then he had a bunch of his buddies show up to do a bunch of like old classic <laughs> rock songs, and they were like, "We need you to play bass." And I had to like someone just handed me put a bass on me. I don't remember doing this. Do 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 But it was like Wow. That's going in the page. I, I'm building this page of us singing. It's getting, it, it grows by the day, and one day I'm just going to play all of it at once. <laughs> That'll be the entire show. Live from the Barrage, limited edition, seven-inch coming out. Liz Bustamante told me, she's like, you guys should put a page together of all you singing, and I've been doing it. It's nuts. 
<laughs> but uh, it was it was a horrible experience because like I did not know that was happening. I'm sure I had the same look. I'm like, like I was just drunk and fucking sweaty and pasty faced and like <laughs> just like wanted to sit down so I, like, the room would stop spinning. And uh, they have me up there playing fucking Melissa by the Allman Brothers and shit. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Sweet I don't- Melissa. <laughs> Uh, what was the um? <laughs> that sucked. That was. Don't include that one. <laughs> <laughs> I got super high at a family wedding one time, and I and I'm I'm not a pot smoker. But for whatever reason, I went to and this guy was like a total fucking hesher with this fucking weed. I took two hits off and it fucking knocked me on my ass. And then, like, I came walking back in. And everybody's like, everybody's looking for you. I'm like, what? They're like, you have to fucking walk in. I'm like, what? <laughs> there, there was a fucking whole, like, big roll call uh, thing that we had to do. Did you jail? Oh, you, yes, <laughs> I did. Did you jail session? I did. I rubbed one out, Woody. <laughs> Woody's so much better when we... <laughs> Woody's king of the non-sequiturs, huh? <laughs> Control him during sound with sound bits. Uh, I hear stories about tray bags. I go straight to the Woody page. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a Bud Light. Uh, I went to a, actually went to a wedding with, with Jess... Not too long ago, it was a friend of mine from work, and this dude was with his wife, and he was just being really chatty, but not to me, to Jess. And it got to the point where like he just kept drinking throughout the night, and I'm like, he's hitting on my girlfriend. It's fine, you know, like whatever. And uh, but I watch Pearls his of having an attractive girlfriend. Yeah, it's I'm used to it. Um, <laughs> Jason from uh, Seven on the chat box. What the fuck is a Hesher? I have a feeling I am one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is either. Does Jason. he really not Jake Rock? Does know. he really not know what a Hesher is? I don't know what one is. What is it? Hesher is a metalhead. Oh, okay. You Thank you. Does that got something to do with the movie? Was it Dan Wilkers? <laughs> it's a me- it's a metalhead, but it comes it comes part and parcel. It's, with, a, it's uh, a special kind of dirtbag metalhead. <laughs> like it really, like there's a certain kind. Like Cliff Bertrand was a Hesher. Yeah, was it exactly. Dan Wilkers? But but Lars was not. Mm. Alex Lifeson Hesher's the type of dude everything would this would be much better if I was high Bobby Gustafson's DRI are probably Hesher's you know like back in the day like I mean there's there's a certain okay if you guys say so somebody look that up nominate what Urban Dictionary has to say fistful of metal Urban Dictionary (laughs) Woody is not a Hesher Urban Dictionary as much as he he... so what separates a regular metalhead from a Hesher um a job at Dairy Barn. Good <laughs> 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 have to get out of your car, dude. That was what's, your favorite crocus, what's your favorite crocus tape? You into old crocus? If you're into old crocus, are you a Hesher? That's another no, because crocus isn't really that. It's more thrashy, I think. You know, like I, okay. I don't know. <laughs> We're doing definitions here on Live from the Garage. It's like NPRs. Intellectuals go listen to fucking NPRs. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll read definition number one here. Yeah. Re- Reebok wearing mulleted person in acid wash jeans and a Judas Priest t-shirt who, at the age of 28, still lives in his or her parents' basement and swears that he or she can really rock out on his or her Ibanez Stratocaster copy guitar okay. and probably very specific. Probably owns a Nova that hasn't run in five years, but you just wait. The f- that fucker is going to smoke through those fucking Japanese rice burners once I put a new head skin in it. Wow, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you're, you can't read in front of the class very well. I gotta say, I can't it's see. Emotionless, I'm... emotionless. Oh fuck you! <laughs> the second one's better though. The second one's pretty good. Long-haired, usually mulleted person who listens and rocks out to metal or thrash music. Generally seen wearing ash and wash jeans, leather motorcycle, or denim jacket covered with band skulls and skull patches. Will often have a molester mustache, and that's a hot link. Yeah. A molester mustache. <laughs> The definition is the, the the example. No, go go up. The example is 
Damn, look at that crocus back patch on, on that, that greasy Hesher. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We couldn't have planned that better. <laughs> full, full circle. <laughs> Denim and leather brought us all together. But it was you that set the spirit free. Good night. Get to the denim and leather part. I don't know what to wear. There you go. There's a uh, there's Saxon with denim and leather. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get sued for that. Brush. Was that more than thirty seconds? Uh, I don't know. They're gonna write us a cease, desist, and that- thank you letter. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new uh, That's the new Sebado It's called Denim and Leather They're gonna send us A don't cease and incest <laughs> Cease and incest Oh Damn it Alright well What do you You guys wanna take a break yeah, sure. Pat do you have that Chick queued up for me or I do indeed Cool what are we gonna listen to uh, Well you're gonna give me A cable plugger Oh yeah 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 We should do that too <laughs> This is some radio show I'm telling you We're fixing it we're fixing it. How Everybody's all right? What are we going to play first, John? I don't know. What do you got? I don't know. I got some Sebado. I got some Josh Jesty. Yeah, put the... Let's go with the new... Uh, we'll debut some brand new Sebado. Go get the album on Joyful Noise Recording today. All right. All right. It's what, out. What track should we spin? Mine's on the way. I got an email saying it's on the way. I can't wait. Dave said it sounds good, and he likes it. No, Dave said it sounds great. He did. Sounds great. I, said it, I, said I it. haven't heard any of it. I... Let me just say real quick. I did say that there are a few songs on there that... that might be the best thing that I've ever heard Sebado do. Wow. wow. Incredible. All right. Well, let's spin something off of that bitch. Yeah. What, uh, what, what should we spin? Is the I question. don't know. What's the, what's the single takes? I don't know. Anybody, <laughs> in the, anybody in the chat box know what we should spin? <laughs> I don't know. As, you know Defend Yourself is the, uh, is the single, isn't it? As a radio professional, I find that the uh, first song is often pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then here it is. Coming at you. Some uh, new stuff now. Let me see on the chat box saying single with a question mark. All right. Good. Uh, you're in. Right, we'll be back after this. Can you Enjoy.
that was actually Grant National, a band from Germany, and they'll be putting out a new record soon. Before that, we heard that was Defend Yourself. No, that was, no, that was I Will off the album Defend Yourself by Seven O. You can get that at Joyful Noise Records. The whole album, I think, is streaming on NPR. If you just type in Seven uh, O Defend Yourself, it'll probably be one of the first things that comes up there, and you can listen to that. Just fucking buy it. Yeah, just buy the thing. God damn it. Uh, and uh, you know it's on vinyl. You get a nice record. Fucking I, download. I love technology that like I'm looking at the chat box and it's like people just being like, I just bought it while I was listening to it for the first time. You know, like that's that's an amazing part of of. Uh, remember booking shows back in the day and having to send a fucking cassette tape to right? It? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like taking forever, and now it's like you can you can share your music with someone instantly. Right, and then someone in uh, you know fucking uh, Australia's. Remember ordering records? You could buy that shit right away. Remember sending, trying like to it. send well con- quote well concealed cash because <laughs> like you didn't, oh, yeah, yeah. you didn't have checks when you were a kid. Mm. Like you know, like you're trying to send like money to fucking touch and go to send you records, and like <laughs> and it would always come back, and they'd be like, "We got your envelope, but there was no cash in it." Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, we we better we better take it easy on the USPS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could show up. Jacques uh, saying, "I predict big things for this Sebado band." <laughs> and uh, Pat, Jody, and and Jason are all selling at each other equipment apparently on here. <laughs> so if anybody wants to buy a Lucite Dan Armstrong bass that Jody's been trying to sell for, uh, I didn't know Dan Armstrong made forever. <laughs> yeah, they do. Really? Yeah, they do. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Is it the original Dan Armstrong or like the re the reissue ones? <laughs> it's the original, but it's been modded. Wait, what For is, those of what? you who don't know what a Dan Armstrong guitar is, uh, you could watch the the video for "Keep Your Hands to Yourself" by the Georgia Satellites. And you, you could, you could, <laughs> the guy looks like he's playing a glass guitar in the back of that pickup truck. That's a Dan Armstrong guitar. Or you could watch Keith Richards in 1972. Or you could just go to the bank and look at the bulletproof glass and go, "I wonder what a guitar would look like made out of." If right. you want to hear what they sound like, just find a really cheap guitar that has intonation problems, <laughs> and then uh, just use that. Greg and, Ginn. Um, imagine that it's see. Greg Ginn, famous. Uh, Dan Armstrong user as well, right? Or was yes. he a Univox dude? No, he had he had a uh, he had a Dan Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he also had a Univox though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Cobain was a big Univox fan. Kurt too, Kaboom. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, because um, he killed himself. It's you know it's. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I can never. I'm not good with those gear conversations. I'll have people like ask me, especially like the amp that I use is a it's a, um, a 68 Fender Bassman. Okay. And uh, I do know enough about Fender basements. Like I know that that is it's the first year of Silverface, but it has the blackface guts. Blackface circuit, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, sometimes I'll I'll talk about that, and it's like instantly over my head because some guy will be like, "Yeah, well, blah blah blah." They're like six L sixes you got in there, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I'm exactly that square. Yeah. yeah, I'm that guy. I had a guy yell at me when we played the Bell House because he was like really excited that I was playing a telly, and then he was like mad that I put a mini humbucker in the bridge pickup and he's like he was like what, why'd you mod that and I was like because the single coils that come stock with, with telly suck like you know you've got to you gotta do this and I know it's like a game. <laughs> keep your hands to yourself where is that guitar hello caller you're on the air is this uh, the guy from the Georgia South? is this Rick Richards hi from Brandon you hear that hello hello Malcolm Brenner oh it's Malcolm Brenner yeah. Oh, how you doing, man? Are you on speakerphone or something? I'm on Skype, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't sound too good, but uh, thanks for calling. <laughs> Do you have crickets there, too? Do I have what? Yeah, he has crickets, too. It's not just us. <laughs> we have crickets in the garage and crickets on the phone, so that's that's good. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. Uh, I had to uh, 
Hang on a second. I'm going to turn the volume down here. Yeah, go ahead. Turn your radio down, please. Thank you. This, of course, uh, is Matt. We're speaking with Malcolm Brenner, who uh, wrote the book Wet Goddess. I had to spend $10 to get on the toll-free number that you gave me. Ah, yes. Uh, and this, uh, yeah, that's, so that's we're both on Skype, so you should be good, right? We should be free. <laughs> This is, uh, of course, we're speaking with Malcolm Brenner, author of Wet Goddess. He's written a new book called Growing Up in the Oregon Box. There you go. And uh, is that out yet? Is it available? Uh, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm crowdsourcing the funding for it on Indiegogo. Okay. And uh, if folks want to go to the uh, Indiegogo website and look up Oregon Box book, I'll take to the uh, uh, site I prepared where they can see a video. And uh, I'll explain to why it's a good idea to uh, uh, fund the book. This is too weird, guys. I'm uh, getting feedback from my own voice here. I can't. Are you? Yeah, it. yeah. You know, you're. Would you try little... calling us back? Could you try calling me I'll on a... back on my cell phone? Okay, cool. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, much we're having a hard time hearing you too. Thanks. Okay. okay. Bye. Sir, can you please turn down your crickets? <laughs> He's got crazy crickets there. I didn't realize he was going to call in because I sent him a message uh, asking for like an advanced copy of the book or at least some uh, kind of blurbs I could research a little bit. Brush up. Better come up with some questions, fellas, on the quick. <laughs> My default ones aren't going to work. <laughs> yeah. ah, hmm. There he goes. Uh, he'll call us back on his cell phone. That's Malcolm Brenner, author of Wet Goddess. You can Google that and figure out what that's about. I'm a little... I'm a little um, Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? I'm a little upset that he interrupted Georgia Satellite's time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're on the air? Hi, it's Malcolm. Ah, you now? Much better. Much, much better. Thank you. How you doing? I'm uh, doing all right. I've been preparing all day for this uh, interview, you know, and by now I feel uh, thoroughly prepared for it. Really? Because we haven't prepared at all. Because last, one of us. last time I talked to you, I didn't hear back, so I wasn't sure. Uh, you know, I, I asked you if you had some kind of a copy of the book for me or something. So now I'm yeah, like, I, usually I'm really I prepared. You a PDF file. You did? Yeah. I don't see it. Hmm. Oh well. Well, well you could tell us. You, you're the one who knows. You could tell us all about the book. Yeah. This is more of a biography <laughs> this time, right, Malcolm? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a memoir about my childhood. I had to have had a uh, rather strange childhood. My parents were followers of a uh, uh, a guy I like to refer to as the uh, 20th century's maddest mad scientist. His name was Wilhelm Wright, and he was an Austrian follower of Sigmund Freud, who in the 1930s came to believe he had discovered the life energy, the life the life force that causes everything to exist, especially orgasms. And uh, his name was Wilhelm Reich, and uh, he was quite a, quite a celebrated figure in the U.S. in the 1950s uh, because he went up against the uh, U.S. government, which uh, successfully uh, earned, like, hundreds of copies of his books and his experimental apparatus and stuff like this uh, in, a, in, a, in a campaign against him and uh, became a, uh, a sort of darling of the anti-establishment uh, crowd. Uh, but my parents very strongly believed in this guy's theories, which, as far as I'm concerned, were not only utter bunk, but got me uh, molested as a kid. Right. Do you think this was yeah. all a smokescreen for him to abuse children? How old were you at this point? I was um, shortly after my birth, because I had a difficult birth. I'm sorry, uh, can, you, can, was, you, can you say that one more time? I lost you there. Yeah, I was in therapy um, with not, not with 
with one of the uh, doctors who, who Reich had trained. Uh, I was in therapy with this guy uh, from shortly after my, because I had a difficult birth, until around the age of uh, six or seven, uh, when he uh, quit his practice in uh, New Jersey, near where my folks lived, and uh, fled to uh, fled to California, where he blended in with the uh, sort of far out crowd out there. Right. Better. Uh, Reich himself died in a federal penitentiary for um, uh, stepping over a federal order, uh, ordering him not to uh, transport his uh, his experimental medical equipment across state lines, and he just pretty much flagrantly uh, dismissed that and said, you know, your scientific inquiry cannot be determined by a court of law, and ended up in a federal jail where he died of a heart attack in 1957. His followers said he was murdered because uh, the government felt threatened by his discoveries or something. Do you like believe this. that? But, huh? Do you believe that? Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, it's I was a heavy smoker most of his life. Right, you know? right. He had a heart attack. He died. What year were you born, Malcolm, just so we can establish some sort of timeline here? When, when was I born? Yes. 1951. Oh, okay. 51. Okay. In Perth, Perth Amboy, New Jersey, not far from where you guys yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, you know, when people deify a guy, they often think that he was, there must be some conspiracy behind his death. He couldn't have just just died of natural causes. Right, right. Well, he was, he had some very radical uh, political and social theories for his time. And I, I think, you know, I've read a lot of his work, not all of it by any means, because he turned out, you know, reams and reams of pseudoscientific nonsense. But uh, some of his early work, he wrote about how um, fascist uh, movements use people's frustrated sexuality to control and manipulate them. I think that kind of stuff is brilliant. So did this guy actually but, touch you, or did he facilitate other people touching you? In my case, he facilitated other people touching me. And the guy who, uh, the guy who touched me was, was a doctor named Albert Duval. Right, I was reading was up a, on him. Okay. He was a cardiologist. Is that the same dude we're talking about, or is that a different guy? No, Duval was a uh, Duval was a uh, psychiatrist. Oh, <laughs> I was reading uh, about the wrong. <laughs> maybe maybe you heard the wrong Albert Duval. Yeah, I'm I'm doing some research on the fly. Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. Um, uh, Doctor Duval uh, was put in charge of the uh, program right set up to treat children. Reich's, Reich's whole goal was to create a, a human race that was free of neurosis. And he thought he could do this if he liberated people's sexual feelings and uh, allow them to express themselves, you know, openly and honestly in pretty much any way they felt like it. Um, and this all sounds very good on paper, but what happened was uh, Duval turned out to be a, a sadistic serial pedophile which is not only my memory of this, but as I've done research and investigated, I've contacted about half a dozen other people, completely separated from me, some of whom are on the Internet, some of whom I know uh, from family history, who went through uh, similar experiences with this character. Yeah, that was going to be was my next... Creepy, he was a creepy individual. Mm. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Uh, how, many, how many people did you uh, wind up speaking to when you were researching the book? Well... 
uh, victims, I should say, more on my own memories. Yeah, but, he doesn't uh, have to research nothing. The guy was, you know, <laughs> he was there. Oh, no, but I'm saying he he, he spoke to other people to corroborate his, I've, his I've own experiences. With, I've come up with about, as I said, I've come up with about half a dozen uh, or so people that uh, yeah, usually like I know, a, you know or you, know of who you get together who like a, yeah, victims club sort of, sort of or a, another, a group. Yeah. yeah, so you're you stay in contact with the with the people that uh have the same experience as you. Uh, some of them I stay in contact with. Um, some of them I uh, don't want to stay in contact with me, so I let them know. Right, right. Do yeah. some, do p- some people get angry when you try to contact them and uh, explain to them what you're writing about? Um, actually, a couple of people that were okay with me uh, writing about the uh, experience with Duval were not okay with me uh, writing about my experience with the dolphin. Right. And did they, you? Uh, is yeah. it? Did you block these? Uh, you know, you're a young you're a young kid. So did did you remember these for for your entire life, or did you block them out and then uh, realize them realize these memories later? Well, there's sort of like two two levels of memory there. I had contiguous memories all my life of Duval doing very painful things to me. Uh, the idea behind this orgone therapy is that every time um, you have a uh, a psychological uh, trauma, you respond by creating a muscular tension somewhere in your body that holds back the, the oh. energy and the, and the memory of this thing. Okay. So the doctor, Duval's uh, case, would, would pinch and, and, and jab and rub on your muscles, tight, tight, chronically tight muscles, to try to get you to loosen up and get the organ energy flowing in your body again. This was extremely painful. So it just happened... I that- remember that, but... but I began to suspect in my uh, in my thirties that there had been more going on. So I went into a uh, I went to see a psychiatrist who specialized in PTSD. Uh, so wait, just, would it just? Would it, I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little. But I'm yeah, sorry. That's okay. okay. I went now now some, I can hear you. Just, just to make a long story short, yep. I went through some hypnoregressive therapy. And recovered memories of being sexually abused by this guy. And now it, it happens that the uh, the tightness is always in the sexual area. Like he's like, ah, you know, it's never behind your it's, ear. It's never yeah. like, yeah, in a weird. No, in, in, no, in, no. In okay. my case, it was uh, a lot of tightness in my forehead because uh, that part of my body was um, held very tightly during the birth process. Okay, it's almost like I got stuck inside my mother. Oh, so you do you do and, feel uh, like uh, 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 he actually did believe what the you know the doctor actually believed that this was an actual therapy while it wasn't just a a thin veil to to molest children i think this guy was a very controlling and manipulative character who had a yen for uh uh, children who found the perfect niche for himself in in rights therapy with its heavy emphasis on sexuality uh, my sister was also in therapy with the guy, actually, for a lot longer than I was. And your parents bought into this 100%? Is that how you got involved in this? Your parents were involved? Yes, yes. My parents were in therapy with him, too. Oh, do you hate your parents uh, for this? It was, huh? Do you hate your parents for this? Are they still alive? Or? No, no, they're not They're not alive. And uh, I don't hate them. I had a lot of issues with my mother during my life. But mm-hmm. uh, they were they were... It's almost as if they were uh, pulled into some kind of a cult or something. Right. You know, uh, it's just an unbelievably small and strange segment of a, uh, a strange belief system. 
and that's why I chose to wrote, write about it, because very little has been written. A lot of people have written about Wright and about his theories pro and con, and about orgon energy pro and con. Very, very few people have written about what it's actually like to be in this belief system. And nobody, as far as I know, has written about what it's like to grow up inside this belief system. So, Malcolm, and now, that's what I tried to write about. Yeah. So, at this point now, you've uh, waited till this point in your life to um, to describe uh, all these things that have happened to you. How, how how difficult was this to formulate everything and uh, put it into a novel, into a, a memoir? Yeah, let's let's be clear about that. This this book is a memoir. I'm I'm using real names and, and describing real events in this. I'm not using the cover of a, a novel, which I did for right. what got yeah. us. Um, this book actually came out of me very fast. It only took about six months to write. I guess I was really ready to write it by the time I got around to doing it, and uh, uh, it, it came out very easily. So. Uh, it was in complete contrast to Web Goddess, which took me years to write. As you're, as you're writing the book, do you find yourself remembering more and more details? Because, you know, it could be a cathartic experience as you're writing down the words. You go, oh, like, you don't even realize that you have these suppressed, repressed memories. And then as you're writing it, they, more stuff comes back into your head. Yeah, in fact, I could have written probably about twice as much for uh, growing up in the Orgone box as I ended up writing for it, but I didn't want to make the same mistake uh, as I did on Wet Goddess, where I overwrote a considerable amount and had to cut it out. Right, and this is being uh, put out by Eyes Open Media, is that correct? Yeah, that's me. That's you. Okay, so you're self-publishing this one? Sort yeah, of. same as I did with Wet Goddess. Oh, you did? You self-published that? Oh, yes. wow. Wow, you sold a lot of copies for self-publishing. That's, that's a big success. Yes, it is. I'm closing in on a thousand copies in print. How many? Uh, uh, so, con- uh, and, uh, how many countries? Uh, eighteen copies. I just had an order from uh, eighteen countries. Excuse me. I just had an order from Russia today. Amazing. There you go. Yeah. So Russia's not okay with gay athletes, but they're okay with <laughs> with dolphin human. They're okay with dolphin sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> if this gets turned into a movie, who do you want to play you? <laughs> Oh, I have no idea. Um, I have probably have to be some young unknown actor. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff uh, Goldblum. Again. <laughs> no, we'd have to be a young kid, and we don't Everybody want that. Everybody wants like to see Jeff that. Goldblum, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to sell things like that. Nobody wants to. You know, hey, I have this book about being molested, and like a lot of people probably are. A lot of publishers are turned off by that. Did you shop the book around first, or? Yeah, I did. I tried really hard to get a publisher. I tried really hard to get an agent. Uh, which I didn't do for Red Goddess because I basically thought that nobody would, uh, you know, take it. But uh, this one I did really try hard for. I had a couple of nibbles, but no, no strikes. Okay. So again, I'm publishing it myself, and uh, it's very easy to do in the 21st century, which I'm very grateful for. Now, Malcolm, let me ask you: Do you think um, if you had a chance to do it over again, would you have reversed the order of these books? So maybe you would have, uh, you know, I feel like there's less of a mountain to climb in terms of of uh, people's perception of you if you had put this book out before Wet Goddess? No, I don't think so, because Wet Goddess was really the story that I had to tell, I felt, before I uh, before I shuffle off this mortal coil. Um, and this is story is more like a, uh, an element of personal revenge on me, uh, for me. Uh, to, uh, in essence, to work out, I guess, my anger and my frustration against this uh, this man, Doctor Duval, for what he did to me and, and the other children that were do you, do you, do you feel that, to his care. Do you feel that it, that it was a, a a positive experience? 
I mean, I'd like... I'd, <laughs> what? No, no, no. I mean, the writing of the book. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, writing the book? Yeah, it was... It was... It was... Uh, it was Therapeutic. It was cathartic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now uh, this guy Duval, he uh, actually treated. Uh, he was treating stars in the late fifties, right? Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward, Julie Garland's daughter, Roger yes. Wilcox, among many others. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, did he? Did he was, was uh, quite the uh, quite the uh, uh, organist to the stars. Hmm. How do these people get away with this shit? Oh, damn it! I don't know. Makes me angry. Very angry. As a victim of abuse myself. I want to... Sorry to hear that. No, thanks. Yeah, we talked about that last time. I'm not going to bring it up again. It's fine. Too late. Okay. I'm going to write a book too. Mine's not. It's going to be though. very short. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little jealous that my uh, my abuse. Uh... You were abused. Yeah. Sexually. Yeah. What? Yeah. Tell us about it, Dave. I'm not talking about. Oh, this. okay. No, Jesus I mean, Christ! It's... I'm sorry, dude. No, it's what a... the fuck? Is anybody in this room or on the phone not abused? Thank you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's not not making a move to raise his hand over there. <laughs> My God, what's going on in this Jesus, world? In, in this in this room, we have a seventy five percent failure rate. Jeez. I mean, we're we're Irish Catholics. <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand. That is true, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So, hey, uh, how's I didn't the, realize uh, why I was in such good company. Are you, are, are you still uh, are you still token on them tray bags? Are you still uh, <laughs> down with the medical uh, medicinal uh, marijuana? Is there in the uh, Los Angeles area, the Punta Gorda, Florida? Punta Gorda, Florida. Yeah, um, I'm still. Uh, we're still waiting for our governor to come around here. Hopefully, he'll he'll get out of office and we'll get somebody in here who's a little more sympathetic to that particular cause. Right, right, right. Are you a big uh, adv- legalization advocate? You don't have to answer these questions if you don't feel. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I go on Facebook and post stuff there all the time about uh, legalization things right. like that. Is he, are you, it's no you, secret. Sometimes you know you smoke these pots. And it makes you dwell on stuff. And if you had a tough childhood and stuff, do you find yourself uh, getting anxious when you smoke and uh, dwelling on your, the things that happened to you in the childhood and d- dwelling on, you know, things that you might have done in your life that you don't think are, uh, you know... No, it's quite it's quite the opposite. I find myself not taking myself so fucking seriously. Right, right, yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, you're one of the lucky it's, ones. I take it's a, therapeutic, yeah. I take a hit and I, I don't know, man. I'm out. I'm, I, get, I start thinking, I'm like, I'm a terrible person. I get uh-huh. anxious. Yeah, it does the opposite uh-huh. for me. I'm off that. <laughs> off those tray bags. <laughs> Till after the show, I don't know. Till after the show. <laughs> Anyone's listening. Well, you see, I, th- I think you guys are out. Where are you, where are you broadcasting from? Queens, New York City? Queens, New York. Yeah, technically New York City, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We're, okay, you know, I'm we're... out here in the country. Right. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, getting high in the city is just like such a downer, man. Right. I get here, I'd, I'm high out here, and I've got the jackrabbits. That's true. You know, yeah. birds and rattlesnakes and, you know, mosquitoes and things to keep me company. Mosquitoes. And crickets, uh, too. Yeah. I know. I yeah. hear you. You could, when, when you're out in the country and you could, uh, you know, you could uh, do a little talk and sit by the fire or whatever it is and, you know, talk to a bear. Everything's cool. I get freaked out that a bear is going to come out of the woods. <laughs> I don't want to get stoned in the country. Forget it. Uh, press Tron Wilson. Uh, Wilson. I know how to handle a crackhead. I don't know what yeah, to do the with a bear. The bears are pretty thick around here, but the alligators keep them, keep them away. Yeah. Are you a drinker? Uh, no, not very much. No? Oh, see. I, see, I, I'm a firm believer you got to have the combo. Like, if you're already drunk and you smoke... Not at the same time, though. If you're if, already if, drunk uh-huh. and you smoke, you don't really realize it. If, if you smoke when you're not drunk, I'm a, you know, you start freaking out. If I smoke when I've been drinking, yeah, I, I puke. 
they did have a really? did have a bottle of Strongbow cider a little while ago, so that was keeping me mellow. Oh, cider fan. A couple people in the chat box uh, chiming in here. Uh, we have a Jake Rock saying, "Getting high in the city is a drag." Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people getting high go to a lake, you catch a bass. You know, hypno. Uh, some people saying hypno regressive therapy also makes people remember being abducted by UFOs. Have you read about that? Yeah, and you know, I investigated that before I went into it, and I thought the uh, the evidence was uh, inconclusive either way. But my own personal, if my own personal experience hadn't been backed up by all the other people that I've met that say more or less the same thing happened to them, then I might think that I'd had some bogus memories. But the fact is, my memories track pretty much exactly with the same kind of weird, perverse shit that other people report Duval doing to them. Now, do- so. It fits into a pattern. Did uh? Did, I, I'm sorry. Keep yeah. going. I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, as far as uh, as your experience with Duval, like, do you have you gone to therapy after this, or did this did this experience kind of ruin any kind of therapy for you and the the value that would be there? No, it didn't ruin um, the value of uh, other types of therapy for me. The um, the hypnotherapy was very helpful in recovering these memories and and that. At least a lot of the uh, psychological tension that I felt. Uh, you didn't show up high to these sessions, did you? Because <laughs> that could throw the results you, off. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Uh, but uh, it's been a, it's been a, like I said, it's been a, a cathartic and a therapeutic experience for me. And uh, you know, I seem to be mining my lifestyle here for interesting things to write about. But uh, I don't know anybody else who's writing about these things, so. Are you going to be making the book available on uh, the the typical uh, you know uh, sites, Amazon, and uh, all that stuff, or can people only get it through your through ordering it straight through you? Well, right now, um, what I've got the uh, Indiegogo uh, account set up to do is let people order uh, pre-order a copy of the book. Essentially, Indiegogo has you know like perks for people who contribute to a funding campaign, and sure. my perk like is you'll- a copy of the book. Like you'll uh, go out to dinner hard. with somebody if they, they, they donate like a thousand bucks, they can go out to dinner with you or something like that, or get a signed sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't make any presumptions like that. Oh, okay. So uh, no, what unfortunately, the, what are, on, on this on this campaign, they can't. Maybe on the next one. What are the perks? I'm, I'm curious. Oh, for twenty-five dollars, uh, you get a copy of the book uh, sent domestically, and for fifty dollars, you get one sent internationally. Okay. So and that's it. And the book, the book should be out in uh, in late October. Um, and the interesting thing is, is a psychiatric nurse, and he still practices uh, this type of uh, organotherapy. Oh no! He doesn't do it like yeah. He doesn't do it like Duval did it. He's not. He's not a. He's not a sadistic or, or you know pedophile type person. But, but he he, be- he believes in the therapy uh, as a science. Yes, he does. And that's and the, what, they, I've des- what I've decided to do is let him write a foreword to my memoir, yeah. and let him, you know, lay out uh, his his feelings on this issue, and uh, that's going to hold up the. Uh, he's he's actually going to a uh, conference in Italy about Reich's work in October, and he asked me to hold off publishing the book until after the conference is over. And okay. Part of the family political reasons I agreed to do that. So. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but you, so what do you think about the therapy? Without I the, think it's, you know. How do you get a, how, if, like. Parts, if, of it, parts of it did help me, but parts of it are just bogus. Right. And, uh, but the guy who, you're going to ask the guy to write 
the forward for your book, obviously he knows that you're going to kind of, you know, you're not going to get fully behind the therapy in the book. You're going to, you, know. <laughs> you never know. He could be like my, I mean, I got touched, but my forehead's better. <laughs> how, how is your forehead anyway? <laughs> Uh, it's very interesting. At one point in my life, my forehead developed a very scaly uh, kind of disease on it, and uh, right around in the area where the, the uh, Dr. Duval had uh, treated me. This wow. was when I was an adult. And uh, eventually I found that I, I had a kind of a fungus there, treated it with an antifungal cream that went away. Okay. But uh, that was strange. It wasn't like this disease that, you know, like uh, 1% of these kids get some scaly, uh, crazy, uh, you know, you know that disease I'm talking about, dudes. Come on, help me out. Romulanism? Scabies? Yeah. Who is that, like the, the David Icky books? Where they yeah, you people? end up looking at like the guy from Star Trek. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, go get Malcolm Brenner's book. Uh, you can go to Indiegogo. Do you have a uh, an exact link for us to uh, the people can go donate to? to we'll find it. We'll post, we'll post it. Oh, Boy, let me open up my computer here and see what I've got. Also, Eyes Open Media. Can I give the address out here, or is that your personal address you would rather Yeah, you can, no, you can give out the uh, address for Eyes Open Media. All right, the address is uh, that's, 5895 that's Swaying Palm Drive, Punta Gorda, Florida, 33982, United States. And you can email email my argument, eyesopenmedia at comcast.net. Also, go to the web and uh, visit HTTP. Backslash backslash wetgoddess.net. And you can also, you know, he, Malcolm's yeah. got another book out. Well, it might, it was, might as well order that one, too. Okay. It's, uh, the address on Indiegogo is uh, indiegogo.com slash projects slash orgone dash box dash book. There you go. And you can go to Indiegogo and uh, donate to Malcolm's project. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll get. Have, do you have any physical copies of the book made or are you waiting for the uh, the donations to fund that? I have the book all laid out. I'm just waiting for the uh, to see how the donations go, and uh, the local printer is all ready to uh, start turning out copies as soon as I give the word. All right. Any uh, any uh, I know you know, but any uh, zoophile uh, tendencies going on in your life now, or is that uh, are you done with that, or is that a continuing uh, thing in your life? I wish there was. I wish I wish there was some kind of uh, sex life going on right now, but uh, oh. unfortunately there isn't. I thought you had a girlfriend last time I talked to. you. I'm working on it. Oh. Um, <laughs> All right. Good luck. But, thanks, um, a, thanks a lot, thanks Malcolm. A lot, guys. Anything thanks, else Malcolm. you want to say Thank before you, we uh, leave? Excuse me? Anything else uh, before, I, uh, before I let you go? Anything you want to plug besides that? Uh, yeah. My next book is going to be about um, a woman's UFO experience. And again, this is a, uh, it's going to be a novel, but it's based on a true story. All right. You're a big science, science fiction guy? Excuse me? Are you a big science fiction guy? Are you a fan? Oh, yeah. I, I used to be a fan of science fiction. Um, I haven't read a lot of it for uh, several years because it just got too gross and repellent for me. Okay. Uh, but too dark. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, but, you're staying busy um, and working on this book while the other book's still yeah. coming out. That's good. Stay busy. Yeah, I do. All right. Thanks, okay, man. Okay, guys. I really Thanks, appreciate Malcolm. you calling Thank in. you, Malcolm. Uh, we'll Have a good evening. Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, man. Later. Okay, there was that was uh, Malcolm Brenner, author of a new book coming out. Uh, it is called, what's it called? Wet uh, Goddess. No, Wet Goddess is his old book. Uh, 2010 Wet Goddess came out. It's called Recollections of a Dolphin Lover. He has published a second book, Growing Up in the Oregon Box, Secrets of a Reikian Childhood. And uh, the memoir of Brenner's youth in a pseudoscientific cult rips the veneer off self-righteousness. Uh, rips the veneer of self-righteousness off the bizarre sexual theories of psychiatrist Wilhelm Reich. 
and exposes a shocking flaw in his judgment. Please go uh, <laughs> go donate to that and uh, get that book, and we'll be we got to take a break. You want to take a break, right? I think we should, yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> Can uh, I have a cigarette? We'll be back live from the bro- <laughs> after this. Thanks, everybody.
How about now? If you guys aren't too busy uh, fooling around over there. <laughs> One day, playing some grab see, ass. It's not easy, huh? Mr. Engineer playing two songs at the same time, going on to the next song with that one. I didn't play two songs at the same time. That's the shitty live stream thing that automatically hijacked and decided to jump in uh, and get so It looks like I don't have any of those problems. Hmm. 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 I wonder who's got, the real. Who's got the mixing board? You got a whole host of other fucking problems there. I wonder who the real <laughs> engineer is here. Oh. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. Uh, um, we're here. We're lucky to be joined live in the studio unexpectedly and welcomely. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> welcomely. Yeah. Well, we're, we're happy you stopped by. Uh, city Council candidate, um, no more, but... Uh, Urban planner Paul Graziano, <laughs> environmental. Uh, no, Environment. he's not. Environment. Gonna, where did they come up with that I, environmental I consultant? No clue. And they still print it on the website after you corrected them. And it was funny because you rolled your eyes. Yes, big really time. visibly. Well, I was yelled at by my uh, soon-to-be wife about that. Yeah, <laughs> didn't go over so well with and her. She's but. here too. Uh, yeah, she's here as well. She's here as well. Would you like to uh, get a microphone, some headphones, talk? No, she's good. Okay, yeah, yeah. she's had enough. <laughs> She's still, the, her, uh, she's still in her work clothes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a heady few months. The life of a political wife is uh, is not an easy one. I've watched uh, Homeland, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I quite understand <laughs> that uh, that could be a problem. Please communicate with me, Ryan. I don't know what you need. He's wasted. <laughs> you want sent, You want volume? Give me a level on this one. I All can't right. wait for the Ryan game. The Ryan game is going to be awesome. <laughs> I had three beers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And a shot of whiskey. Hello, Paul. How are you? How How's you, it going? How are you feeling? You came Only in third place in the uh, city council race for uh, District Council 19, besting Chrissy and uh, John Dwayne. Is that correct? Chrissy Vasquerichian yes. and John Dwayne. Yes. I actually uh, had about 18% of the vote. Uh, the, the current total is 1,539 votes. However... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, How many votes did you get? Almost 1,600? Yeah. Well, the thing is, they haven't finished counting, so we don't actually know the final total. But so far, I have 1,539. Uh, Dwayne got 1,005. Chrissy got 900. Uh, Austin Schaffron has 2,572. Uh, 2, and uh, Valone, Paul Valone. Paul Valone has. Uh, I like to call him Paul Gavone. Right? Yeah, two thousand seven hundred twenty-three votes. So because he's a Gavone, they they are actually one hundred and forty-three votes apart. Wow! You know, Paul, how many of uh, <laughs> of the polling places in your district had to resort to paper ballots? Many. I fill out a paper ballot. My name wasn't in the book. I yes. fill out an affidavit. Affidavit. That's what I did too. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Your For name wasn't in the book? That's ridiculous because I know you are a registered Democrat. So right. Now I registered right. late, but I'm I am a registered Democrat now, and uh, I was <laughs> I was a registered Green Party candidate to vote for Paul last time. Well, right. so it looks like I, <laughs> looks like I haven't voted in a primary since 2001. <laughs> Whoops. For for, <laughs> for our listeners who don't understand, could you explain what happened with the voting machines? Why they reverted to the lever machines? <laughs> Well, uh, for the lever machines was very interesting. Uh, basically, the dumbasses at the Board of Elections decided that uh, the, the new machines that everybody's getting used to, the electronic machines, weren't good enough because if there was going to be a, a runoff uh, in the mayoral election and the other citywide elections, uh, that wasn't, they weren't going to have enough time to count the ballots before November. It was the dumbest thing ever. And it got passed by Cuomo and the legislature to bring back the old machines. So they brought back the old machines, and my God, Tuesday was a mess. It was really, really disastrous. Um, I ended up investigating. I looked at 12 of the 21 polling sites. 
in almost every polling site, and I, I know John can confirm this because he was voting. I don't know about you, Ryan, because I don't know. I didn't go to, to La Harve. I didn't go there. But the, the place where you moved the switch, the place where you actually did the switch, was right. not lined up with the candidate. Yes. Well, I didn't go in the booth, but you told me about this, and I asked some people coming out. I did my own exit poll, and uh, <laughs> they were like, yeah, the candidates' names are not lined up with the black, you know, the usual black switch. You switch over to the right or whatever, or to the right. left. It was and, about an inch and a half to two inches below. Yeah. And it confused everybody. I and mean, you know, you, you, know who's easily, you know who's easily confused? Old people. Yes. And you know who I saw voting all day? No one was old, under 60. Where are these kids? Hey, kids, what the fuck are you doing? Get out there and vote. There's no one under 60. Everyone was walking up there in a walker. You got you had to see the parking disasters that were happening <laughs> in front of me. The people just making U-turns in the middle of the street, and it took them like 20 minutes to park the car because everyone's 80. The one, they vote in, like, in their 1972 Pontiacs. Yes. <laughs> the, one, the one positive of Houlihan's exit polling was that his yelling sounded like normal speech to these old. <laughs> That's right. Paul, Paul, I was it, very I, respectful and nice, and I was received well by everyone. I, I know exactly what to do, unlike the people, other people who work for Paul who were there. How many people voted? It was about, what, 10,000 people? Less. Much, oh, much less. less. How many people Way live less. in this neighborhood that are eligible to vote? Well, to it's the more okay. Neighborhood. So, so in okay, so in the 19th Council District, which goes from College Point to Little Neck, it's a huge district. There are 45,000 registered Democrats. Normal turnout is 10 to 12,000. Now, last time, four years ago, it was 8726. That was the number. Do you know how many so far they've counted? 8746. Now, this is because the Valones and County depressed the vote totals with the insane amount of robocalls, mailings, vicious, vicious stuff that was going on against me, Chrissy, Austin, etc. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's quite all right. I mean, they really did depress the vote. I, I can tell you, honestly, I was standing out there, and so were the other candidates. People were, and actually, uh, Ella was with me as well, and my parents. We were all out there. People walking by, don't give me another piece of paper. I got 4,000 things in the mail. That's on, on election day, Paul Valone sent out 24 robocalls in, I got one, one. in one day. I got a live person, people. though. Oh, you got a live person? She said, uh, on uh, election you know, day. Um, the day before. Can no, we, this, this was actually oh, yeah. on election day. And she says, uh, can we, oh, I am calling on behalf of Paul Vallone. Can we counter your vote on Tuesday? And I said, I don't vote for real estate lobbyists. And there was silence <laughs> at, for about a minute. And then she said, okay, bye. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a better one for you. That, that sounds like me hitting on a chick in a bar. <laughs> I got a better one for you. I got called by Paul Vallone the day before, too. Nice. And, and they said, not him himself, but, you know. The, the, obviously. And, uh, yeah, obviously. And this guy goes, hey, uh, I'm calling for Paul Vallone. He's running for city council. Oh, said, take it easy. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I said, oh, uh, he's running for city council. He goes, yeah, so can we count on your vote? I said, what has he done for the neighborhood? I don't know, but he's running for city council. I said, wrong answer. <laughs> what has he done the for the neighborhood? <laughs> I'm going to have to call you back, Gavone. By the way, if you're if you're pro-Valone, it doesn't necessarily mean you're anti-Pasto. By the way, if John's bragging about his engineering skills, he recorded that cricket. Come on, pro-Valone, anti-Pasto. Come on. If you were listening to the show last week, I, I told you that he's the soccer coach at my daughter's school. Yeah. And if they yes. join, he will, they will, he will be their coach. Emma came <laughs> home today. Emma came home, and she was very upset because 
the soccer team at lunch today all got free ice cream and nobody else did. So wow, that's uh, there you go. That's well, a, wait, who got free ice cream? All, anybody on the soccer team? He bought uh, only for those kids. So all the yeah. other kids had to sit there and watch these kids eat ice cream while they just sat. there. Yeah, it's it, well with the Valones, it's either you're on the team or you're off. Right, and I mean that in like their whole thing. Either you're with Team Valone or you are nobody. Thank you. <laughs> Exactly. So, so I'm surprised on the in the New York one debate, you actually had the balls to bring up the Gambino connection, which everyone was like, "Whoa!" And you did it on on live fucking TV in front well, of the entire city. Eight million, eight million people tuned into that shit. No, they don't. But even even a hundred thousand. That's yeah. dangerous. Were you worried about that? <laughs> What's there to worry about? Mm-hmm. I'm already dead. <laughs> hey. Uh, He's sponsored by Schlage, Schlage Locks. Wilhelm for City Council. Right. I mean, you know, I'll just tell you very, very briefly. It was very low turnout. It was, it was, there were so many problems. Not only that, there were broken machines everywhere. And actually, right now, so let me, let me tell you where we're at. So, of course, I'm out of the race. However, I will take pride in the fact that I pulled at least 10% of the vote away from Valone. There's no question about that. Okay, now let me tell you what yeah, that you means. Had the ponytail vote cornered. We know absolutely, that. absolutely. <laughs> let me, let I think me, you could have won without the ponytail. Yeah, I really do think he's really he's really upset about your ponytail. I don't know if you heard. the I'm show. I'm not upset right, about it. I'm just. <laughs> uh, we can talk about this. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think I think there is a maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my internal. It's you. There's a there's a there's an inherent distrust for me with ponytails. Well, we are all <laughs> communists or gay men. I don't know what you're my, talking. My my parents were hippies. There's a lot okay. of uh, there was a lot of ponytails in my childhood with uh, you know the the constant smell of, of shit weed and patchouli uh, oil. There's <laughs> a there's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda. If not, anybody wants. Not, Black Dad was not a hippie. <laughs> and uh, funk music. For those, it, Paul, you might Black not Dad know. did have a rat tail though. Paul, uh, da- uh, Dave had two dads. He had a white dad and a black dad. So you know. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm serious. I will. All right, go ahead. So, so uh, uh, the ponytail. Well, you know, uh, just to answer that very quickly, I actually wear my hair long because it's easier for me to get it out of my freaking face. It's the only reason I do. I grew it out because my hair is crazy curly. I told you guys. Yeah, seriously, John. Uh, so there was no like ethnic barber you could have gone to in the district that could have cut your ponytail off and it could have been a whole photo op moment? You know, I'll have to look into that. Next, next time. Next time. When, next time. Paul, when yeah. I was out there handing out your palm cards and uh, talking to people on the street, um, one lady said to me, you know, if you don't know who you're voting for by now, everyone knows who they're voting for by now, and it's surprising the amount of people who do not no idea. at all. And most people take the palm card and they go, and, and some people are like, oh, Graziano, yeah, I, I, oh, he's a, is he Greek? Is he Italian? And, and that's how they vote. Uh, it would be Grazianopolis <laughs> right. if I were... Great. And and it's yes. and, and many many people I would say maybe maybe over fifty percent had no idea who they were voting for for city council that day. It's and, true. And Some so people didn't I, even know they were voting for city council. They right. thought they were only voting for mayor, right? Which right. is shocking to me, frankly. How do you only vote for one office? So let's talk about the numbers for a second. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I wanted to bring up. The real the real deal. So we're at one hundred and forty four votes between Austin Schaffron and uh, and and Paul Vallone. Uh, Paul Vallone announced victory on election night, and he the, all the papers said there is no victory. It is too close to call. Let me tell you why. Two machines are broken. Um, one of them, there was no vote count at all. It was never counted. The other one, for Austin, said zero 
which now, let's be clear. Paul's sense. not. This is not sour grapes on Paul's part. No, Paul, no, no. Paul knows he came in third. We're talking about the first and second. Paul Absolutely. Ballone and Austin Schaff. Absolutely. No, no sour. Listen, I feel I did really well. I'm very happy with how I did, considering, again, just a little plug. I had no help. I had Tony Avella endorse me. That's it. It was super grassroots. Some of the people in this room were helping me. Um, we, we did it on a dime. And I got almost 20% of the vote. Right. No it money was, from lobbyists, no money from special interests. It, it was amazing. And no institutional help, no unions, no county organization, nothing. And this, the amount of phone calls that I've gotten from political people in the last two days is, wow. That Literally, wow. I, I can't believe you did this. This is the best grassroots campaign I've ever seen. And what it says is, and I'll say this about the money, and I mentioned this to John earlier. I spent $71 a vote. Okay, uh, Austin Schaffron spent $140 a vote. Chrissy spent $190 a vote. Right, and she only ended up with 10%. Nine, 900 votes, right. not even 10%. And her signs uh, are all over my neighborhood. Yes, and John Dwayne spent $210 a vote, and Paul Vallone spent $240 a vote. Right, and when you split that up between the amount of votes he got, it's that's, that's way it's, more money. So what was the comparison you told me I said, like, if he got the same amount of votes that I did, I spent one hundred and ten thousand. He spent three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for the same amount of votes. Wow, that's an insane amount of money. So it says that his support is either my support is very strong or his support is really, really weak. And really, that's what it is. My next question is: Is there any money left, and can risk reward headline? Yes, uh, actually, that was going to be the next discussion. There is money left. We no, what are. What happens gonna, if you don't use the money? Ha- you just lose it. I, it goes back to the city. So we okay. will be having a party as of. <laughs> A la 12 years ago. And are you, that, that's are, you calling it a, are you calling it a wedding by any chance? <laughs> we no. were talking about that earlier. Uh, no, we have to spend it by October 10th. So we will have a party. Hmm. And I do have actually money left and we're going to have a party. And we're def- Risk Reward and Snow What will be playing. Oh, nice. Yes. Now, uh, uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, <laughs> the guy, it was funny because you, if you guys remember. Can we uh, get James Band on that bill? If it costs that much, why can't you just buy everyone an Xbox? Because if someone <laughs> bought me an Xbox, I'd totally <laughs> vote for them. It has to be related to the campaign, right? I mean, what, what, if, if, there's a, what if you make your own well, video game you're not, that no, can no, only you're be not, played You're on not the- allowed to buy that stuff within two weeks of the election. So if I bought the Xbox like <laughs> around uh, you know the middle of August, I could have gotten that for you. <laughs> now, what are the rules here, Paul? Like, the election's over. There's no more money to spend on your campaign. How what are, what are the rules about spending the rest of the cash? No, I ha- I am allowed. I am allowed according to the law. One party. How much, how much cash we got? I haven't done the numbers yet. Okay. I haven't done the numbers. How about but a significant party? How much did the TV commercial cost before the campaign? Like, would that be worth it to put out? Like, you would run like you know TV commercial. I wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah, John Liu didn't even have enough money. Or or, no, at the very end of the campaign, Wiener had like one commercial that came out the day before election day, maybe two days before, maybe on election day. That wasn't that wasn't the commercial where he was yelling at the Jewish guy. That was not a commercial. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was sitting on a stoop or something. Yeah. No, I'll tell you this much. Fapping. My, I can give you an example. My robocall, which went out to 18,000 people, was 600 bucks. Okay? So that's wow. one robocall. Right. My mailer that went out to 23,000 people was $9,000. So when you think about... Yeah, please. Sound effect, please. Wow. I would... Uh, maybe we could do that for the show. I would get Peter... I would get... <laughs> 
It's the wrong sound effect show. And yet it worked out perfectly fine. I would get Peter Weller to do my robocalling. That would just be awesome. (laughs) Robocall. I'm Peter Weller from The Jam. And if you're not backing Dave Harrison, you're a boob. No, you're thinking thinking Paul Weller. Yeah, it's Paul Weller. Sorry. Peter Weller's robocop. Wow. From The Jam. Never mind. Apparently that wouldn't work. That's right. No, you're thinking. You're thinking. Pat would be like. Pat would be like, why is this guy that this guy didn't sign the dude from the jam? <laughs> You're not even in my district. You, uh, you spoke to Austin, right? Is, is that uh, is that okay to say? And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to uh, speak want, a, a know, second about the uh, uh, the, uh, the the situation, the, the Korean votes that that swung the 600 votes that swung yeah. the other way? And yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into all the details, okay, but that's I can, fine. Uh, but do you want to talk about the? All right, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's me, talk about the s- scenarios oh, we can we could be yeah, in. A, hold B, on, and let, C. Me, let me just let me just say this very quickly. I was supposed to get an endorsement. What's up, Mike? <laughs> I was supposed to get an endorsement from a group, uh, the Korean Americans for Political Advancement. They actually endorsed me, and then the, the endorsement- they all crashed on the way there. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Listen, uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I know this is terrible. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But I almost got sideswiped. I don't think you have to. I'm, I was almost got sideswiped today. Anyway, go ahead, Paul. It's the New Jersey plates is all I That's right. Well, that's okay. Okay, got it. It was the trifecta. Fill in the other two blanks. (laughs) (laughs) The the endorsement was given to me, and then it was reversed one week later because of internal politics within the organization. They got 600 votes. If I had gotten those 600 votes, I would have come in second place with 2,200 votes, and Mm -hmm. Austin would be at 2,000. Okay, so and it, that gets it's you. A, I, no, no, exactly. It still does. So in a way, I'm happy that it worked out the way that it did. Even yeah, though you know, right. I, I have no, no, no balls about, no grapes about this at all. Right. Okay. So here's what's going on. There are two machines that have not been. One's broken. The other one said zero votes for Austin. It doesn't make any sense because it's Bay Terrace where he did really well. Bay yeah. Terrace, he was like at fifty percent right. on every ED. Like First of all, if, ground, if you have yeah. z- if you have zero votes. Something's wrong with the machine. Exactly. Like someone's going to vote for you by accident. So like one person- I voted for me. Yeah. Th- right. I mean, a- a- in in his community stronghold, he gets zero. That's the, right. the, machine, it doesn't make the machine's it- b- broken. Right. So so basically, what they did today was they re-canvassed the machines. And actually, he gained eight votes today. So he went from 144 behind Valone to 136 behind Valone, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. Now, Monday... Monday, they're going to open up what's called the provisional emergency ballots. So these are all the ones when the machines break down, they do it on paper, right? Then you got the affidavit ballots, like what you guys filled out. That's separate. Then you have the absentee ballots. Now, there are over 1,100 ballots left, guys. This Count is a, them all. Why aren't we counting we, everything? We are counting Good. them all starting every vote should on be Monday. counted on every level of government. If, I don't care about this concession crap. Count all the votes and then call it a day. We can wait. It's if, fine. This is the affidavits, right? No, this is the combination. The emergencies, the affidavits, and the absentee ballots. Because mine on the top, I wrote Paul Graziano, fuck yeah. So <laughs> you'll know which one's mine. Well, they know, did you, you were a veteran overseas. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, my question, uh, what's your relationship like with Austin Schaffron? You know, well, you know that, that that would clearly be more positive than of alone. Oh, yeah. without a question. Yeah, okay. actually, Austin and I spoke on Wednesday night for about an hour. Uh-huh. We had it. You know, I'm thinking of like these presidential concession discussions where, oh, we had a great conversation. No, <laughs> I we talk to him. His kids are fine. His dog is fed. <laughs> exactly. He says he's not going to bomb us. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait. There it is. <laughs> 
Right. So, no, actually, you know, the funny thing about Austin is that when he started this campaign, he thought he was going to get the county endorsement, and he ended up not getting the county endorsement, and he ended up actually getting attacked horribly, unfairly. I mean, as did Chrissy, as did me. Yeah. No question. Whatever their relationships were with these people, it had nothing to do with the scandal that happened with when with Dan Haller in the perp walk. Okay, so God bless you, Dan, Dan Haller. Thank you, He's Dan. Still my city councilman. I don't care what you guys it's the say. Same for me and Ryan, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, let's have a pagan you, ritual. Paul, Come on at you. Paul, do you have any regrets about uh, the, uh, the the crowded field and splitting the vote against Valone? Do you think that if you had one <laughs> candidate, such as if it was you, Schaffrin, does it, it remind you of 1938 Nazi Germany? No, time out. Would it would it would it have made a difference? Do you think I mean Valone gets thirty percent of the vote and if there's just one or maybe two candidates running against him, he doesn't win? No, I, I don't think it works out that way. I think you you've got actually I mean, I think that if I hadn't been in the race, Valone would be way ahead. Right. My I think Austin it's, vote went to you, Paul. You, wait, say again? My Austin vote went to you. So it did split it a bit. What well, do you but, mean your Austin vote? Well, he was going to vote for Austin because he's, he, right. he got the endorsement, UFT endorsement. from the UFT. And oh, I Mario, stop but, it. But we don't I, have any control over the teachers here. This is a local... I uh, met Austin last last Saturday, Paul, and actually I said to him when I saw him, he was outside of Ben's Deli with yeah. Bill Thompson. Yeah. Mario's said, here, everybody. Hi, Mario. Hey, greetings. Thank Mar- Paul. Mar- I Mario's been here for five minutes and he couldn't anyway, keep his trap shut. When I, when I got up to him, I said, you know, Austin... I'd like to support you, but I, I'm throwing my vote behind Paul. And he went white. He's like, Paul, how could you vote for him? He fixes the uh, union label on his stuff. It's not even real. I'm saying, what? what? No, that's, that's not the not Paul I know. And then he goes, Paul Valone, right? I said, no, I'm voting for Paul Graziano. <laughs> and what did he say? He endorsed you heavily. He goes, oh. if you're not voting for me, I, I, I hope you would vote for Paul. I, I think that that's... <laughs> that's nice. I think that's part of what happened is that actually... He, you know, Paul Valone did the most amazing thing. He unified all the other candidates against him. Yeah, I've, I've never were, seen anything was, like that before. That, that debate was hairy to watch. It was really I, 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 I loved it. It was, you know, it was, it was when you guys got together and decided, you know, enough is enough. We're not going to take this. That was a moment in, in politics that I was like, it oh, never wow, happens. Is, it never happens. You don't see this in any yeah. other district council, council races. Right. Unfortunately, I, like the rest of politics. And Paul, I got to say, the evil this, person won. Yeah, well, you're, you're, not yet. Your purpose really was exposed here too, and and it was, and a lot of people recognize that that now, and they say that they are they believe what, in what your cause is in the neighborhood. Uh, absolutely, and I think Listen, that's tremendous. That's the most important. For, that's the most important thing that was done. Years. Here. Paul's been working for this neighborhood for free would for you twenty can, years. Would you oh. consider? Would you consider running again? That's my question. Well, he, he's done more as a private citizen than anyone will do in office. That's all I know. I, I, I can I can say this. That's right. It's straight from the heart, too. In front of my girlfriend, soon to be wife, in two weeks, uh, there won't be any running in the next couple of years. That's for sure. Oh yeah, hey, there will. So, no, I'm just, I'm just Thank kidding. You. No, Thank really. You, Pat, just fix my microphone stand. My microphone stand. It's been 61 shows. Just fell out of the sky and crushed everything. <laughs> I'm a decent fucking engineer now, huh? Ah, nice job. Thank you. <laughs> but Paul, I so, did, I did see. I, I was out there palm carding with your friend uh, who wouldn't come on the show because he's a coward, Adam Lombardi. Oh, my friend, my friend in your little, uh, your little friend yeah. over there. So he was across the street uh, complaining and. And blah blah blah. Yeah, he called me a misogynist, didn't he? He 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 did hand out a Valone palm card to somebody and said, "Graziano's a misogynist." And I don't think that this seventy-year-old woman knows what a misogynist was and kept walking. But he did say that, and then he also did another thing, which I haven't talked to you about. Uh-oh. I haven't said oh publicly yet, which is kind of it's it's creepy and disturbing. 
He showed up, he parked his car, and he sat there for a while, and, uh, you know, he, he relieved the other Valone guy, who was nice enough, big, uh, big dude, and he stared at every woman's ass who walked by for an inordinate amount of time, like way too long, creepy ass stares from Queens Politics blogger slash liar slash douchebag douchebag Adam Lombard he sat there I swear he got down on his knees like squatted down and every woman who walked past no matter what her age or what her gender or racial makeup and he just stared at the ass he laser beamed in on every woman's ass I watch this happen you know because I you know I take the train every day and I, I'm I'm wary of the creeps with and full, he with full facial expression he is up oh totally just ass staring all day. No matter what gender. Have you ever called Exa- out? Well, <laughs> well, can, can oh, I, well, no, yeah. Which, this is this is women, a guy. But, yeah. This is a guy who got thrown out of a job working for a councilman for looking at gay porn at work. <laughs> okay, that, that where, is where, the truth. Where else? Allegedly, you know, allegedly, not allegedly. He's trying to fix his image. Now he stares <laughs> at women's asses. Now, that's right. So, so let me get back to the numbers real quick. <clears throat> There's 136 votes between Valone and Austin, and as I said, you know Austin. When he started was... Austron. Austron. I actually told him on the phone Wednesday, we had this long conversation, said, you know, I really feel like you've matured a lot during this race. And he has. He actually, uh, he became, I think he saw what happens when you're on the outside because he's always been on the inside. He was always like working for various politicians. How old are the guys? He's like 35 or 33. 33? Yeah, oh, but he okay. comes he's from a big go. political family. And okay. and he's always been working for, you know, Gary Ackerman, this guy, that guy. And he said to me, "You know, Paul, I'm guilty because when you're in Albany, there's like shades of gray and you're dealing with this guy and you got to deal with him even though he's an asshole because you need his vote for something and blah blah blah." It's a very insulated and insular community. And all of a sudden, he doesn't have the support of these people anymore that he thought he had the support of. And he's on the outside, and then he's getting attacked. And he said it was a real wake-up call for him. And, and I take that at his word. I really believe right. that that's... He was maybe a little naive, believing that, you know, everyone... A little spoiled, a little naive. And, and I think he grew up quite a bit, actually, during this race. And I have to say, I mean, he was a gentleman to me. I thought he performed very well in the debate. He did quite well in the debate. Actually, my favorite line was, "When are you going to pay the di- When are you going to pay the public their money back?" Yeah, that, that was hilarious. hilarious. I was. I thought I, that was really I, good. You know, that, that's also the disappointing part of the debate is if you guys had more time. You know, oh my God, Paul's got ammunition. He's got you know a suitcase full of it. He could have gone crazy. I wish they had like ten more minutes. It was it was very frustrating that it was going to be that short. But let me, so here's the deal. So there's 136 votes. There's 1,100 ballots to count. Again, provisional ballots, and then once those are done, the absentees. Uh, Austin went on a very aggressive absentee ballot. Thank you, John. Sorry. Very aggressive absentee. The, we're counting the ballots. Yeah, yeah. We need new sound effects. <laughs> I, a- aggressive. Listen, we need a lot of things. You guys don't do anything for the show. I'm promoting. I'm out there on an island. I promoted the show all day. No one helps me. I even tagged Dave in this thing. He's busy promoting his girlfriend's thing. His girlfriend would never promote our show. I sent you. Help me! I'm, I too, you, I'm too busy helping you bought two campaign. records to play in the air. Send me a clip. And I did promote yeah. the show this week. I totally promoted the show this uh, week. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Roll my eyes. Sorry. Roll your eyes at me. How dare you? It's, been, I, it's been a busy week with the Graziano What have you done for campaign? me lately? That's, I just fixed correct. your microphone. Everyone correct. thinks you're going to show up and crack wise. So, so here's the good news: is that on Monday, <laughs> that's Mario. <laughs> Monday they're going to they're going to open up the the provisional ballots. They're going to go through all these emergency ballots. Then 
depending on what the numbers are there. What Austin said to me was if he can cut Valone's lead in half, he's got a 50% chance of beating him with the absentee ballots. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. So mm-hmm. he hasn't... He hasn't sur- oh, he hasn't conceded at all. No no, no, no. No, Valone declared victory. And everybody, all the papers were like, no victory. Mm-hmm. You know, the Daily News was like, too close to call. Yeah. None of the papers have said anything because they all know that it isn't happening. Right. And, uh, and, and I th- they don't pay attention to Queens. Right. I will tell you this straight out. If Austin does it, that'll be good because then Austin can go up against Dennis Saffron and may the best man win. And yeah. also their names. Yeah, Austin Saffron oh. and Dennis Saffron. Their yeah, names are so you. similar. These old people, their heads are going to explode when yeah, they keep in voting. Yeah. And keeping with Queen's politics, confusing octogenarians. <laughs> right. <laughs> their heads, right. they're going to go in there and they're the, not going to know what's happening. Saffron, Saffron. If, if Valone wins, I will be helping Dennis Saffron. There is no question I will be helping him. No, I ain't voting for Valone. I'll write exactly. to Dave Harrison before I vote there for you that go. guy. I will provide Xboxes for everyone who votes for me. <laughs> I'm going to draw a picture of Ryan. Just Wait. listen to what Peter Weller says exactly. when I have him robocall you. <laughs> exactly. And, he's gonna, he's and also, I do not have a ponytail. He's yeah. going to make recess all day. All right. Hey, Mario Asaro, uh, as an octogenarian, uh, would you be confused by a Schaffern <laughs> Schaffern vote? <laughs> I can never remember anybody's name. can't remember names. He calls I just my vote wife on party lines. Still. I look for <laughs> socialist, working family, and then Democrat if there's no yeah, other but choice. If Valone is there, are you going to vote for Valone? No, I'm no. not. Okay, so you're going to have to vote for a Republican then. Oh, damn it. Another I know. guy like yep. Sometimes you're back No, into he's a not car. like Halloran. This guy Paul is Paul Valone is actually insane. more conservative than the Republican exactly. candidate. What exactly. about Thompson? Do you think he has a chance at getting Tom Strong? Thompson? No. He's not giving up. Somebody either, get this right? guy a newspaper. <laughs> he hasn't given up either. Blasio. He hasn't given up, but I got to tell you, the chances of Johnny. Yeah, let me let me let you me say this Tron, about Thompson bro. and uh, De Blasio real quick. Okay. Southeast Queens, you'd think would be you know Southeast Queens, Laurelton, South Jamaica, etc. You think this Tron. heavily African American? You think uh, this would be a a Thompson, Thompson monopoly? Right. Uh, in Southeast Queens, De Blasio got two thirds of the vote. Mm. That should wow. That's the Afro ad. That's exactly it. It yeah. definitely was. Mm-hmm. Right. No question. And do you think de Blasio's putting on this populist uh, veneer where he has these red signs and you think he's going to change and be for the people and he's talking about the, the two different classes that calculated. are in the city? But then, on the other hand, he's going to get into office and is he going to just go, is it going to be the same machine, political machine? Well, he got a, he, bullshit, real estate, fucking did you nonsense. He got arrested on election day. I mean, that, that had to have been... You uh, know, closing the hospitals? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that just seemed way well, too convenient. That's for, fine. I mean, you know, that's whatever. But if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't get in there and, uh, you know, uh, try to make some real change, then it's all it's all bullshit. Well, here's what I'll say what about think, de Blasio. Uh, de Blasio is the least evil of the bunch. Um, does that mean he's great? Not at all. On the other hand, I think that he's in a position to actually get rid. Uh, you know, the problem is a lot of the people who, who are in the Bloomberg administration, many of them were in the Giuliani administration. We've had like a lot of these people who've been there for 20 years. It's time for a clean sweep. Right. Does that mean we're going to get lots of hacks? Absolutely. Yeah. But does it also mean that we're going to get some good people in? I think we will. The Daily News agenda. really went on a last minute. Uh, Daily News, which is moving farther to the right every day, every day. as far as I'm concerned, and, yeah. and the opinion pieces and whatever else it is in the headlines, endorsed Christine Quinn. And then they, uh, at the last minute, knowing that she was going to lose, like put out this crazy de Blasio three page smear thing in the paper. What you don't know about Bill de Blasio. Like, what do you think? <laughs> what is their motivation? Um, well, it's the same thing uh, with, uh, with Bloomberg calling him a racist. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just this nonsense. They're getting scared. There's a lot of people that have invested interests. And again, is de Blasio, you know, the second coming? No. 
Is he a different kind of guy? Probably. Does he have a lot of people connected to him that have very different viewpoints than this administration? No question. Right. So that's, that's good. What Are they going to name an airport after him? No, <laughs> probably. But there's seriously, not. You, you guys, but maybe, maybe, maybe a, 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 a you know urinal. There are people that, that like. I don't know. How about that one over there? That vote, rest stop, yes. That seriously vote, and I've I've looked into the eye of the voter, and they will vote for the person who's taller. Like, Wait, I thought you were going to say, and you saw their soul. I've seen their souls, yes. and whose name they hear more often. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Valone has a name recognition, and if people don't know who the city council candidates are, you look down the paper and everyone's been guilty of it at some point in their voting career and just fill in the Valone box. What do I care? Paul, you need a catchy theme song for next time you run. <laughs> like a Stronger Than the Storm. But for- <laughs> stronger Than the Storm. We screwed that up. The whole Seaside Heights is on fire. <laughs> that, storm song, the- that song sucked. I'm going to burn this place down. Oh, the, right. the storm was like, all right, maybe maybe you're stronger than me, but not, not stronger uh, than fire. Yeah. Paul I, got, I got a direct line to fire. I'll have you know. I'm running for city council. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my two friends, how about, how about Fire and Wind. <laughs> Highway to the danger zoning regulations <laughs> that I'm going to implement. It works with the ponytail. <laughs> how about this? Uh, <laughs> He's going for that urban vote. Yeah. Come out in a hoodie and a boxing gloves and it's time for some action. I think you could also get uh, Curtis Lewa to do uh, some ads for you. Oh, I was yeah. going to say Curtis Blow. <laughs> this is Paul Valone's campaign song, by the way. Bottle of red. <laughs> Bottle of white. <laughs> All right, thank you. Curtis Lewa would be great, wouldn't he? Like, oh, what guy. you need is Paul Graziano. You need you need a guardian angel with a ponytail. Paul will turkey based everyone the way I did. <laughs> How about uh, everybody getting stupid in Cancun? Yeah. That, could be really <laughs> that now that's that's a positive message to send to the middle class. All right, we got to take a break, Paul. Anything you want to say before we uh, take off? Just uh, everybody keeps keep keep tuned because this ain't over. Congratulations, this Paul. That was yes, Paul. Very impressive. It was a tremendous run. Thank you. And Thank you. We still support you one hundred percent. Listen, Paul got sixteen hundred votes by. Doing it the right way, and that's an amazing achievement. It really with is. no help, no help, very little help. By I the way, the election workers you had working the other corner were disastrous. Sh- <laughs> yeah, we had we had they some was, they were just, we had some last minute help that were no help at all. They were, their tactic was to scream Graziano at the people crossing the street. Yeah. Were they asked, yeah. were, uh, were the poll workers themselves asking for IDs? Because I know that was a problem. In no, 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 no. It's no. not. This is New York. No, uh, not in a story they were asking because they wanted to make sure you were a Valone supporter. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> By the way, and I just want to thank John Houlihan personally, not only for going toe-to-toe with Adam, but for having the biggest sign ever. I did. I had a sign. I wore a dress shirt <laughs> and my John Varvatos shoes. <laughs> John Varvatos? Yeah. If I am wearing John Varvatos cologne. <laughs> and I was I was sweating like a pig because it was so humid. But yeah. uh, thank God I didn't get all... I, I was Please. really trying... Once in a while, a breeze would come and I'd spread my arms out and hope to, you know... Because everyone, everyone trusts to fly away to a, a better sweaty, district. chubby dude in a dress shirt and John Varvatos <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Like, you probably did more damage than good. Oh, but Dave, you're but so wait, mean. wait, 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 wait. The text John, John Barbados' so, people have erased those images from the internet. At, hold on, listen, listen. At well, 11- it wasn't like Carmine wearing a wife beater and headphones. What the hell? You wear headphones? Yeah. You got to talk to people. Carmine from Miglia. I know. I saw him. I saw him, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so at 11, 11.08, 11.08, John texts me and says, 
I'm going to take a pee break and get my big sign. Time for the big guns. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Paul's reading this off, his off phone of my right phone. Now, yeah. It was so damn funny. And I showed, and then he sends me, let me know if you think this is inappropriate. Well, I and just, he shows me this freaking picture of the sign. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. Right. It's it was, a beautiful it's job, John. Thank my, you. My, we need to put that I up was, on the website, well, John. My comment was, you are awesome. <laughs> Clearly, future barrage wall trophy. And it is. Now and it, it is. is. I, gave I was you an E plus. Thank you, Mario. I was worried when I was making the sign the night before at three a.m. Totally sober. Uh, <laughs> Mind you, I was worried about what Mario would think of my artistic developments. I not only, if you notice in the sign, I took other campaign people's literature and cut it up. Yes, into <laughs> and and Very just creative. I want to tell you the other Ransom thing. Notes the other thing that almost <laughs> Kyle says needs improvement. <laughs> <laughs> the other what thing that he wrote me that also almost made me tear up. And this was at 11.29 p.m. after the election. I was getting out of work just then. Yes. And he wrote, he wrote, you got almost 2,000 people to believe in you. That's an amazing, no, 2,600, but anyway, that's an amazing accomplishment. And, and as ever, you'll get 10 times more accomplished than any politician sitting in an office. That's the Graziano promise. <laughs> All caps. Yeah. All caps. Yeah. Thank I take you. umbrage with your brand new number system where it's 2,600. <laughs> It's no, like, he said it, no, no, he no. said two thousand two thousand and I was, said it was sixteen hundred. Oh, okay. like hey, I was hey, just hey, saying, yeah, yeah two thousand sixteen hundred. I, I take umbrage with your listening abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Six and one half dozen take it's it like it the is. attendance at a How do you feel about my punching? I can cut out. All right, anyway, you thank, put down your thank you guys. Thanks, thank you Paul. very Listen, much. Paul, before you go, can yeah. I can I start that uh, extension on my house now that you're not in? <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll say a classic a classic Bartlin. I'm listening. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul Graziano. Congratulations, you've done a great job, and we're really proud of you. Man. And I'll see I you really guys. Know. I'll see you guys at the wedding in two weeks. I, I'm I'm re I'm really proud to know you, and I'm I'm proud that you're my friend, and uh, you you have the uh, you have uh, the courage of. of a thousand men. I thought you were going to say I'm, the courage of the cowardly lion. I'm going to be Pat's plus one because his girlfriend's not of age. <laughs> oh, wow. That's... Double, double umbrage take, triple umbrage take. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, All that right, was, everybody. That was wildly unnecessary. We'll be back <laughs> after. Accurate, but wildly <laughs> unnecessary. These words from our sponsor. Yeah, it's live from the barrage. I got to stop with these radio sounds, right? It's kind of ridiculous. Thank you, John Sampaolo, for sending this to me, but I think I'm out. Now from <laughs> Chopper 5. The weather. Here's 22, and I'm a fisherman. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul.
This is kind of fucked up. I can't find my Ryan game page. I don't know. It's got to be here somewhere. I know all there is to know about the Ryan game. (sighs) Oh, Ryan, play your game. I've had my share of the Ryan game. About the Ryan game. I'm going to be so pissed off if this is gone. If my whole Ryan game page is gone, I'm going to fucking flip out. Ryan game page is gone. So I switched from from beer to champagne. Oh, I found it. Yeah, baby. Sweet. I heard Shitfinger's got a game for us. (laughs) He hates that. I know. That's why I played. I don't care. I don't care. I'm cool. I'm cool. I know how to take a punch. All right. Ryan, of course, every week comes up with a game. It doesn't matter how many people are here. He figures it out. It's always amazing and great and wonderful. We have no idea what he's going to do. And uh, so, Ryan, here it is. What's the game this week? Tonight, we're going to play the penultimate game. Uh Oh, I don't even know what that means. Go on, Urban Dictionary. So, it's the second to best, right? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to give you a question. You have to tell me what the penultimate answer is. So, Let's move on with the game. Here's the first question. What does penultimate mean? Buzz in, everybody. It's not on. It's, yeah, you bollocks. Go ahead, Dave. It's the runner-up to the, the ultimate. It's the second best. Nope, not really. Go ahead, Pat. Hold on. I'm stuck. It's working. Go ahead, Pat. You buzzed in. I didn't get my light. Don't worry about it. I'm stuck between the Jesus Christ, what do you got back here? I don't know. Go ahead, Pat. It's the thing that everything that is considered to be the best is judged against. Wrong. Fuck you. But it sounded smart. Good job. Fuck you. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Go ahead. You're not buzzing. What is it, Mario? Go ahead. It's the uh, pinnacle of the ultimate you can be. Oh, that sounds smart, too. But it's wrong. (laughs) Penultimate means... Go ahead, John. Penultimate means... um, I don't know. Go ahead, Ryan. It means second to last. Second to last. That's, that's all it means. Oh, like Paul Graziano. To- <laughs> <laughs> he was third to last. <laughs> that's oh. uh, What's the word for that? Try on the Why are you drinking is- champagne, Ryan? Word for that is go back home, I'm you lose. Because I'm celebrating. Congratulations. What are you celebrating? I'm celebrating the Paul Graziano campaign. And I don't have to... Uh- wow, we're. I'm really dumb. We're all dumb. What do we do now? I think he did a great Speak job. Speak for yourself. Do we get yes, to have sex? Here, here, Paul. I was an English major. My fallen comrade. <laughs> he made a, he made a tremendous difference in this neighborhood. I'm friends so. with an English major. He can't spell cat. It's not fucking a badge of honor. I don't know what happened. Paul Graziano, here's to you. I here, here. You to, I salute you this evening, sir. Listen, I barely graduated Our high school. Our fallen comrade. All you motherfuckers. Good job, Paul. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't see it that way. I think he's. Uh, <laughs> I think he's. This is grand victory on his part. All right. Grand victory. It's a victory for... uh, Well, go ahead. (laughs) So anyway, the object of the game tonight is to name the second to last answer of each uh, question that I give you. Are you going to misuse this like Uh, Alanis Morissette? I'm totally going to misuse this. That's okay. Can I ask you a quick question? Uh, Will there be a set amount of answers that you will give us and we'll have to pick the second to last one? The answer will be specific and you have to get it right. That's it. But Yeah, but... Will there be five answers, three answers? Are you telling us? No, there's one answer. Oh, you just have to... All right, so we have to pick it out of thin air. Nope. You should be able to get it. Let's just see how it works. All right, let's just go. Let's dive in head first and fuck it. It's the Ryan game, everybody. (laughs) Let's move on with the game. That's actually... uh, That's that's my motto in Creed. (laughs) Dive in head first and fuck it. about the Ryan game? 
That's what I was looking for. Chris walking. Actually, that's Malcolm Brenner's uh, credo. <laughs> Dive in head first and fuck it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what do you say there, bottle nose? <laughs> <laughs> Dive in head first and fuck it. Thank you, Dave. The show has devolved, ladies and I gentlemen. I will be isolating that. Like nobody's business. Fuck you, I'm sober. <laughs> Dave has been drinking water all night. Here we go. Buzzer's ready. Oh, it's a buzzer. Alphabetically, what is the last state that begins with the letter M? Second to last state that begins with the letter M. John. It was me, but the thing wasn't You on. were president for five minutes before it lit up. Um, the second to last state that begins with the letter M He's is stalling. He's stalling. stalling. <laughs> Three. Ma- uh, Massachusetts. Two. Wrong. No. Dave. Michigan. Wrong. Wow, nobody's got any action here tonight. What's happening? Batteries running low. Unprepared again. Nope, somebody was playing with the switches. Oh, it was uh, me. I'm sorry. I was showing my uh, son. My son's like, uh, he's like, what do you guys do with this? I'm like, well, son, we're morons. And uh, we sit morons, out here and drink. That, that, that's the name of your new shirt, isn't it? Go on, Pat. <laughs> Minnesota. Morons. No, Mario, the f- it's on you. I was going to go with Minnesota, but I will go you with... You don't have to uh, do that now. Well, I got to think of another state now. Three. Ma- um, um, Wyoming. One. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona. Answer, please. Um, okay. I'm stumped. Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Show me state. Uh, uh, Kazuzak on the chat box getting it right. Thank you, Kazuzak. I love how Mario immediately goes, oh, the show me state. <laughs> Kazugas, you are the best around, baby. Show me yeah. this. Erica saying Montana. That's uh, no Montana. Oh, Montana's last. Oh, That's okay. the ultimate. Right. That's the ultimate. Very good. Right. Erica, we're hi. We're looking for the second to last answer if you're playing at home. Let's move on with the game. Okay. Let's do that. What is this second, la- second to last state that joined the union? John. What is Hawaii's? Alaska, no. I mean. What is Alaska? Yes! That's bullshit. I meant to say that. I, I, I can't, I've, I've been on a, like a five-week run. And I somebody can't miss a question a like point. that. I cannot miss that. Pentultimates. What is Pentultimates a, this. What is the second to last of the 13 colonies? Come on. Come on. Pat. Virginia. No. Wait, we didn't even get to buzz yet. What is going on? What's happening It's not to making my noise. Make noise. Make I'm, noise, I'm damn it. Go ahead, Dave. Action. What is um, Maryland? Nope. Come Mario. On. Show's gotten very physical. Rhode Island. Nope. That's the last. John, go ahead. Damn you don't it. even have to buzz. What is South Carolina? No. Nope. North Carolina. Well, it's you said South Carolina. Uh, it, it is North Carolina. That was his penultimate no! answer. Of course it's north. The south would join first. Well, come on. How could you not know that? Do well, I dude, I had it. I, I'm, 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 I'm tripping I'm up. Keeping because score. Do I give him a point? Ryan made me do cocaine during in, the break. In, <laughs> yeah, right. That's not true. In size order. So we all know it was PCP. I can't believe I'm... I cannot believe it. What is the penultimate in size order of the states? John. Uh, Texas. No, that's the second biggest. Are you going oh, smallest or lo- come largest? On. What the Second f- to last in size. What the fuck? This is bullshit. I'm going with Maryland, as Dave likes to pronounce it. Nope. Wrong. 
He didn't say Marriott. which size order. Rhode Island. Nope, that's the smallest state. Smallest, you boob. Can I steal if nobody gets it? No, it's the great state of Delaware. That is correct. This is fucked up, man. I knew it was either Delaware or Maryland. You just wanted to say Maryland. My answer is Rhode Island for the rest of the night. Shit. All right, not the current, not the current reigning MVP, but what is the second to last MVP of the NFL? What? The second to last MVP of the NFL. You mean last year? Who's OJ Simpson? <laughs> Not so much. Not last year? What are you talking about then? Not the, the most last. recent, but the one before that. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Second to last. Okay. I just want to make sure you weren't pull, pulling some reverse, like three-knuckle Charlie from fucking 18, 18 on me again. Rhode Island. All right. Let's leave that out. Go ahead. What is Megatron? Nope. Go ahead, John. Who is Aaron Rodgers? Right. Yeah, John is on the board. Around, Thank God I'm on the board. I feel so much two better. to one to should've got three. zero and zero for me and you, questions. Pat. Pat, let's combine our uh, our uh, mental I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather not stop do making that. deals over there. What a team I'd rather not do that ever. How about the NBA? I Who's went this? and got you a coat hanger. In the Who's of the, the story? second most recent NBA? It. Dave. Who is um? Uh, now we missed the question. Uh, fuck. Uh, three, two. One. LeBron James. That's right. Oh, God. Three, two, one. He hits it. Also the most current. Who got it right? Because you stole it. Who got it? Keeping score. Who got it? Who is the uh, one of two? There are two answers for this. You only have to get one. Major League Baseball. Most uh, second second to last. John. Who's uh, Ryan Braun? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, who got the oh, question before that? Right? Dave, relax. Ryan knows what he's doing. He's keeping score. Oh, oh you I keep thought I was score? keeping score. Oh, okay. Keep going. Can anybody, uh, Carry on. Can, I, can anybody get the other one in uh, Major League Baseball? Uh, Second to last, most recent. Don't give him points for American that shit. League? That's my question. Mario? Rhode Island. Can you turn off his microphone? Sure. Oh, I, Thanks. <laughs> I don't like people screwing up my game. Happily. Famous rape, rapist. <laughs> Famous rapists <laughs> for a thousand, Alex. I like it. I'm going to give you a point for that. Yeah, Thank a, you. Who's I'm Ben Roethlisberger? I'm going to say, uh, all right, American League, right? Uh, Vinny Vincent three, is not the right answer. Two, <laughs> number one. 30. Poop. Justin Verlander. Ah, Verlander. Yes. Nobody got on the chat box got that one. Some people uh, saying, yeah. Uh, Lebronski Fielders. No, you're incorrect. Close enough. I'll give the. T- I'm going to give the chat box a point for that. All right. I have two. Right. That's all I know. You have two, John. Thank you got you, two. Dave I'm has really three. Up, yeah. Pat has no, one. I won't say Rhode Island anymore. I promise. You're up. You're up. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. Here it comes. Uh, who is the uh, penultimate nation that has won a World Cup? Mario. Italy. That is right. Forza Italia. Faccia <laughs> brutta. I'm definitely turning your mic down. You can't. You're ruining my show. Now, when I go back and edit this, I have to fix it and post. You understand? You're not getting a best around. You're getting nothing. All right. Fix it. And I bend over. Screaming to my ass. Screaming is no longer allowed. You either don't talk into the mic or scream. And everyone here is guilty of it. I got to admit, especially Ryan and Dave. I'm guilty. Believe me, when I listen back to the show, I admit, I you're admit guilty it. of losing this Ryan game. Just speak into the microphone. It's Get used to it, for God's sakes. Don't like scream. Screaming. I spin I, around I like on my chair when I yell. I know. Though. If you're going to scream, stand back. Did I, I mention s- you by name, Pat Walsh? Take it easy. Go off mic. You're, you're using your outdoor voice oh, right now. Sorry. Talk Sorry. to you later. 
What is the uh, penultimate Stanley Kubrick film? John. Uh, uh, a Clockwork Orange. No. Mario. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey. No. Pat. The, sh- the Shinning. No. Go ahead, Dave. What do you say? You don't have to buzz in. I want to press it. I want to press it. Go ahead. Buzz in. John. <laughs> he already wins. <laughs> Dave can go and I can steal if he messes it. Eyes wide shut. No, that's the last that one. No, answer. the last is AI. No, it's not. Oh, Stanley, we're going in order Steven of Spielberg chronology? Or? No, no, but... It was his idea. I understand film. all that. You said that. film. You didn't say the no. last one he directed. It's not. He's not the filmmaker of that movie. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask for for no. some. Spielberg made that in honor of the idea that he right. uh, had Can to develop that film. See if, what uh, do you think it is? Chat John? box. Chat, chat box. box. I, I chat, don't know. Chat, chat box, box says full metal, metal jacket. jacket. And they are right. Thank yeah. you for walking not shadow. Me. You are the best around, walking shadow. Congratulations. <laughs> around because you stole it. gonna ever keep me down. Very this, good. Walking this one shadows. is also uh, one of two answers. What is the most? Uh, what is the penultimate nation to join the European Union? Mario, Ireland. No. Way wrong. Greece. Dave. No. John, one of two. Uh, the former Yugoslavia. No. No, Turkey. No, you're the closest, though. <laughs> oh, Turkey. I don't give her Turkey. It's either uh, Romania or Bulgaria. They both joined at the same time. I was close. And wow. Greece is the, the most. The answer recent. is who gives a fuck? The EU is ruining gives the a Turkey. European economy. Often the answer when you get it wrong. Uh, the chat box filled with smart people getting nothing. Uh, out of uh, the live from the broadcast, the penultimate alphabetically, last name John. John Hulan. Right. Yes. <laughs> I scream. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scream. That's all right. I'll edit it out. I'm the best around. I'm my own answer. I am the name of my answer. Thank listen, you. You're, no, listen. No problem editing. Someone's his own gonna screams. have to go back and fix that in post. <laughs> it's a, uh, tie. Fix it's this a tie in now. post. Here's oh. one you should not know the answer. Post this. What is the penultimate Harry Potter book? Mario. Oh, he should not have buzzed in. I see that face down there. I got this. Go one. ahead. All right. Who's next? Harry Potter and the Five Balls of Fire. That's very close. <laughs> what? But not so much. Oh, shit. Half Blood Prince. That's right. Oh my Holy God! Cow. You're such a nerd. You and Kyle. You I have not. I have, I have just not outed yourself. I have not. Yes. I've not read a single one of those books, and I have never seen the movies. You are outed. Dave. But you know why? You want? You want to know why I know that? Because you saw the movie. no, because you're I did not see the movies. Because I stop it. Sorry. When I mentioned. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, I think in an earlier show. When I moved in with Jess, we had to combine our book collection, and the eyesore of our book collection is the <laughs> Twilight series and the Harry Potter Oof. series that are sitting double. sitting within my like signed first editions of like. And that of, goes yeah. along with the movie thing where you had uh, the soundtracks, the Home Alone two. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she got so mad when I posted that picture. Cool jerk is on Home Alone two so soundtrack. By the that way. wasn't you at the Wizard Convention last week. I got a girl that really likes to. Alan Toussaint. Very good, everyone. Thank you. Recorded by the Funk Brothers. Kyle's defense, one second, Ryan, is that he works in a library, and Kazuzak, you know he reads them fucking Harry Potter books all days. He's busy in there. 
All right, go ahead, Half Blood Prince. He's a muggle, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that like some Led Zeppelin lyrics? <laughs> and right. in the darkest depths of Mordor. All right. What is the penultimate? <laughs> <laughs> Player introduced in the sketch. Who's on first? John. What? Wrong. Dave. Who? Nope. That's the first one. Mario. I don't know. That's close, no, but no. Mario doesn't know. <laughs> Should we go with Rhode Island? Mm. Where? Naturally is the answer. Uh, oh, who's the last one? The best. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Is that is where? where what position does he play? Um, I forget. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. And who's the pen, penultimates? Uh, I, I know that uh, naturally is the catcher. Hmm. Naturally is the catcher. I and the so. other guy's probably the pitcher. Fuck the outfielders. My this is a well comedy be. bit. <laughs> I think he actually might have been shortstop. I don't give a damn. I think it was shortstop. I don't know. I definitely know it was third. Right what position. is the penult- Wait, Ryan, who's on first? That's right. Who's on first? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What is the penultimate black person to win an Oscar for an acting category? John. Who is uh, Sidney Poitier? No. Damn it, he's the first, isn't he? Best. No, he's probably second, I think. Who is Jack Hay? Oh, that's... Oh, we're saying the latest, the second la- most modern? Right. Fuck. Any of you two? John, what's your name? Mario? That's me. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Never won. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. That's Dave, a crime. Wide open. <laughs> Who is Morgan Freeman? You wrong, Tron, bro. He is the uh, third, I think third most recent, but... No. Monique. Uh, I'm sorry, he's the fourth most recent. Forrest Whitaker, one after him. Wait, who? Monique? Monique. Monique is an Academy Award winner. What's terrifying is I was the closest with Jack Hay. Wait a second. I was going to say Marlon Wayans, but I just knew that wasn't going to be right. Has won an Academy Award for what? Best what? Precious. Supporting actress. you got to be kidding me. Monique has a fucking Oscar. I'll tell you what, though. You know what? Let's, fellas, let's wrap it up. Let's. Let's wrap it all up because I'm done. <laughs> it's over. It's over, Johnny. There's no. no what the fuck yeah, is the point the, of doing the anything? Business Artistic. of entertainment's done. We, <laughs> God damn it! That means we have a chance. In the last three hours, we've we've done more than Monique's done in her entire career. What do we got? A Pabst Blue Ribbon chalice that Ryan found in the dumpster? <laughs> damn it! <laughs> fuck you, Monique. You suck. Monique. We should done. have our own talk show like The View. That would be Ugh. great every day. Just you, go out there. We'll call it View This. Can I be Star Jones? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to. We'll, I we'll, want to be we'll, Bette Midler. We're going to have to start, mean I know start eating, Jones. and whoever's fatter at the end of six months will be, get to be Star I will totally win that. <laughs> I know Star Jones, Mario's, and you, sir, are no Star Jones. Mario's going to be Whoopi Goldberg. I can't wait for our very special <laughs> episode on gout. Let me get my oh, hair man. extensions in. Let's, uh, let's move on with the game. <laughs> What is the penultimate country, I'm sorry, penultimate city to host a Summer Olympics? Mario. Tokyo. Nope. John. Uh, fuck, that's winter. Uh, Seoul, South Korea, it's wrong. Nope. What is Athens? Nope. I guess. I tried. Belarus. <laughs> Beijing. It began with B. Monique. All right, let's go. With something from Rhode Island. Let's You're go. So let's go with something you guys might this know. This is hard. Wait, what's the answer? Know. I'm curious. Did the chat box get it? Beijing. Yeah. 
Uh, Kazuzak got it, but late. But since we're on a delay, I think he's full of shit. So, I just like that they edited out that, that little girl. <laughs> Athrons. They made that little girl lip sync. In the opening to uh, Live from the Barrage, what is the second, what is the penultimate line stated? John. John. Three, two, one. You made it. You should know it. I know. I know. Pat. Fuck you, John Hulahan. No, it's the last line. Nope. John Hulahan, fuck you. Mario? I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. That's the first line. Damn it. <laughs> no, you suck on it. Nope. Chatbox. Kazuzak? What's wrong with What you? the... F- Wait, you have a chance? No. Oh. What the fuck's wrong with you people? Or what's wrong with you people? Or something. It's close It's, it's edited out. Yeah. It makes, makes sense to me. What the fuck's wrong with you people? What the fuck's wrong with you people? Kazuzak. And He's the chat box fire. has just tied. God damn it. What is going to come here and be on the show? What is the penultimate song? Stevie coming in next week. Go, don't forget to buy Malcolm Brenner's book. Penultimate. And Paul Graziano. That's right. Thank you. Penultimate song on Exile on Main Street. John. Talk about the second to last song on the album. That's right. Uh, crap. Uh, Turd on the Run. Not right. Pat. Love and Cup? Nope. Shine a Light? That's right. Oh, Dave Harrison, you're no, the best around! Because you stole it's going to ever keep me down. Dave is pulling away with this. May the good Lord. Second to last, like, second to last track on the White Album. Mario. Let's listen to this in my sleep. It was um, three, two, uh, one. Ra- uh, John. A day in the life. Nope. Pat. Horrible. <laughs> Why don't we do it in the road? Chatbox. Nothing. Rocky Raccoon. No one's listening anymore. Uh, Revolution number nine? Yeah, they got it. Or isn't, Rocky it, Raccoon. No, isn't, why don't we do it in the road? On White Album. That's on Let It Be. Yeah, he's right. It's not on the White Album. Is it the, sec- is it the penultimate song? So what was it? It was, it was it uh, was Revolution Number no. Nine. Yep. All right. So whoever J Class S J Class D J S D is no Woody's always Wood High. Whoever you are, who's been listening the entire time, you're the winner. You're the best around. Thank also, you. apparently, winning the Mavis Beacon <laughs> Typing <laughs> Award. Kazuzak saying Rocky Raccoons Walking Shadow Getting Revolution Number 9 But a little too late What is the penultimate track on All Shook Down? What? Three All Shook Down That's right That's what I was going to (laughs) say You motherfucking trick question I heard it Pat Blowing this so bad. How about so on? Mad. How about on? Never mind. John. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> Pat. Oh, fuck. Three, two, one. Lounge Wrong. Act. Wrong. I want to kill myself. Uh, something in the way. Nope. Mario, forget it. Never mind. Chat box. Wait, I'm buzzing in. I didn't look. Uh, Radio friendly unit shifter or whatever. Uh, no, that's a totally Tourette. different album. No. On a plane? Different album. Anybody in the chat box that hasn't used Google oh, yet? Oh, different album. Than... <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, Stevie says, get away. Walking Shadow says, on a plane. Jock says, Jeremy. Stump- <laughs> <laughs> as, 
<laughs> Best answer. Jacques's been killing the chat box all night, by the way. When when Malcolm Brennan was on, I forgot to mention <laughs> that he just, wrote. I just said is, far behind. Are, he, he wrote, are you calling from inside the dolphin? Because, you know, because his phone sounded like garbage. It was hilarious. You guys missed it. Uh, we have a tie game. <laughs> Where are you going for tomorrow? Drain news. We have a tie game here. Wait, wait. Time out. What's the answer? It's uh, drain you. All right, so we get a, uh, yeah, somebody. I'm not pronouncing your name, dude. You fucking typed in a bunch of letters. I, yeah, I'm going to kill you, ma'am or sir. Who is the penultimate <sighs> New York City mayor? Dave. Um, Rudolph Giuliani. Right. Come on, man. Are you kidding? Come on. I'm not giving a best round for that bullshit. Dave, Dave. Said I almost said Mayor David Dinkins. Who's we, the penultimate New, New York. York City governor? John. Uh, fuck, uh. David, David, he's black, he's blind, he's the man. Dave. David Patterson. That's right. Patterstron. Patterstron. <laughs> Blindy McBlinders. Fuck you, Pataki. Fuck you, Scandals. Fuck I you, Spitzer. I met Mario Cuomo at a rest stop. God damn you, David Patterson. He walked into that job. Pataki no looks like Pataki looks like the villain from like Caddyshack. He, like he, if they were casting Caddyshack three, it would be Pataki would be the bad guy. He, he walked into that job, but he had his hand held. Some people saying Mayor McCheese, uh, Governor McCheese, <laughs> the incumbent McCheese, Fred Armstrong. No. <laughs> Dear Miss Fucking That was Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Let's move on with the game. I'm going hungry. I don't Sorry. John. Uh, my answer is, uh, but I can't feed on the prowlers. My cup's already All right, everyone's hungry. Let's go. John, hit Thank me. you. Governor Pataki. Everything's up. This is some show. I got two more questions. You guys are great. Who is the penultimate opponent in Mike Tyson's punch out? Oh, God. John. Uh, the Sandman. Nope. Three, two, one. Chat box. Oh, Dave. Soda Popinski two. Nope. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> Chat box. What do you say? They got nothing. They got ha 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 ha. Bald bull. Nope. Asian guy. Gabby J. Super Macho Man. <laughs> Super Macho. I don't remember that guy. He must have got knocked out quick. He was a tough opponent. I always use the code to skip right to Mike Tyson. <laughs> uh, recently, there was an article. Mike Tyson down, made, up, up, down, down, left, right, Wait, left, he right. Could, he couldn't Dullard. beat. He couldn't down, beat. Uh, up, left, hello, left. I'm talking. It's my A- show. R D. Uh, Indoor voice. Uh, thank you. Stop I'll screaming take... into the mic. You're guilty. All right. Thank you. Um, Mike Tyson recently could not make it past Glass Joe. Is what I'm trying to say in the actual video. Now you guys can talk. Because he's a fucking simpleton. 
What do you expect? Well, he's a pretty good scientist. <laughs> How many moons of Jupiter can you fit in Lake Erie? And he raises he raises uh, uh, pigeons too, right? Hey, listen, I watched Neil deGrasse Tyson's high schools. That's a Canadian show, right? I'm in. Let's go. All right. Uh, who is the uh, penultimate character to die in the season finale of Six Feet Under? I watch that shows for chicks, dude. Um, Dave, uh, the Australian woman. No, dies good. old age. Sorry. Good enough. Got a name and name. What? No. Well, he would have won anyway. Dude, what do you mean would have won anyway? He doesn't know the answer. Rachel, Rachel something. The hell are you talking about? Rachel, you could tell. Rachel Ray. She's also in. Um, <coughs> she's also in that movie where they they are obsessed. <coughs> Muriel's Bless wedding. You. Bless you. She's right. in Muriel's wedding. Chatbox, are you a girl? Uh, they answer have the question. Nate. Nope. Omar. <laughs> Simpletron. <laughs> I'm the best. I beat Mike Tyson, and I'll bet all of yous. That's not the correct answer. Brenda. Bald Bull. <laughs> Brenda's, Brenda's right. Bald Bull. <laughs> did everybody here beat Mike Tyson, by the way? Oh, who's, yeah. who's the French guy? Don Flamenco with the rose in his yeah. mouth. And he's he Spanish, the- <laughs> you fuck. Great tiger. <laughs> Who's the French guy? Don Flamenco. <laughs> what Glass, an idiot. Glass Joe was the French guy. Racist. Somebody shoot me. Glass Joe is the French Don guy. Flamenco. Don Flamenco. You know, the French guy. Take it you know, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I don't know. Europe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy who did the flamenco dance? The Frenchman? Don Flamenco. <laughs> yeah, we call him Don Flamenco. I'm the dumbest around. Let's go on with the game. Well, so it was, I think that well, was that's it. it. Dave it's wins. Dave, you did it again. Eight? Yeah. Eight well, to three to one is, to one. It is my, uh, you know, I'm disappointed, but I need to pass the chalice on finally to Dave Harrison, who is the champion. Here you go, Dave. Congratulations. I don't mind stealing bread from the mouths of decadence. Vote for me for city council. 2017. Uh, I think we just figured out what Graziano's victory song should be. He's going to play this at the party on a loop. All right, everybody. What should we do, guys? Let's play some polka. Let's go home to our loved ones. All right. Let's go home to our loved ones, Pat says. All right. Ah, uh, yes. Your girlfriend is hot. Everybody, Pat. thanks a lot for listening. Uh, go Wait, I don't want to go now. yet. I'm still having fun. Don't. Oh, really? Oh, uh, okay. You Let's talk about how Pat songs? locked everything out of his car and his house two days in a row. Did that come up yet? What happened? How about, your, how about how you're locked out from the English language? We broke. Uh, we broke. Uh, Very funny, Dave Harrison. We broke Ryan's marshmallow I like, roaster. I like that Dave and I will just attack each other car. until somebody else comes in, and then we just mob up instantly. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> it's just like, Wait, you're, you're, uh, you're, the, right. you're the lucky Luciano to my Meyer landscape. <laughs> you make fun of Dave? <laughs> Fuck you! I I don't stand for that. <laughs> Look at these I'm fucks. going hungry. Listen, take it is. I'm going hungry. You're my whore. I'm going hungry. Literally, because they got me shit. Going hungry, buddy. Let's give him a haircut. Uh, the guy who plays, uh, what's his name? Lucky Luciano on Boardwalk Empire. He actually, I think, from Middle Village. I'm asked, He's the only guy from Queens on the show. That's why his accent sounds normal. He knows he's talking. He's like, oh, talking to Everybody else is like, some fucking... Australian or a guy from Wales trying to put on an accent. Actually, not from Wales. Why isn't Big Time Mike on that show? 
Big Time Mike's not on any show. I don't have an IMDb page because that's for, you know, you don't need that. That's he, bullshit. He actually tried to be on the show, but they were like, I'm sorry, sir, your track jacket is not a, your track suit is not a period <laughs> correct. <laughs> it's 1928. <laughs> they didn't have Adidas. That's what we always used to wear back in the day, you know? What and is with that, Mario? You're Italian. What's with, what, how did we go from dressing, you know, in suits to, uh, to, to gym clothes in the mob? Uh, I I think it's just an affinity with the African American population. Like we were looking at Artie what? the other day. Remember Artie at the wedding? Italians are known for their fashion sense. No, I'm talking that's, about that's old time gangsters who used to wear that shit. Of, not kids of, of, of fashion. Old time gangsters did not wear tracksuits. That was yeah, the Italian Americans can't dress. In the 1980s, they started wearing them. That's right. Their affinity with their African American brothers. It's like Artie, uh, who spends his life fearing the black planet. Is really a soulful man, don't you agree, John? Did you see him singing last week? I think week? Italians are afraid of themselves, and that's why they hate those that are like them. I think it's so they can fit some more pasta. We fear our own smell. Well, what the hell's we up with your new our shirt? Own smell? <laughs> now that's Italian. What's up with your shirt? I'm looking at your new shirt. I'm trying to say ma- ma- marone. Maron. What is this? Maron. Oh, Maron. Maron. I looked it up in the Urban Dictionary. You know, it's a bastardization, a Napolitan bastardization of the word Madonna. You're a Napolitan bastardization. I am not. I'm a Sicilian bastardization. (laughs) And anyway, and also something very interesting is said that that's how seven seven year olds pronounce the Ramones. Maron. Maron. Yeah, like you say, Paschetti. Paschetti. You mix it up. Well, uh, congratulations. It's a beautiful shirt. Thank you. Uh, Would you like one? How much is it? What size are you? $15. Uh, I will put a check in the mail. Mario, I will never charge you for a t-shirt. Everyone else I have to charge. I do have a rare t-shirt from your concert last week. He's only not going to charge you because he won't accept an out-of-state third-party check. I have a rare t-shirt from your concert. What was that called? The shoot-up? The uh, Astoria Festival. (laughs) I found a t-shirt that everything is printed backwards. Is that a misprint? Is Is that the way they did it? What? I what found a T-shirt that entire from the show Astoria was a <laughs> that was printed entirely backwards. What's up with that? Oh, really? Did, yeah. Tom, did Tommy, That's nuts. Tommy Rockstar make that? By the way, Justin Finley, I know you're not listening to the show, but I put your check in the mailbox. Thank you. What do you owe him money for? I put, took out an ad in the, in the thing. Did you even see? Oh, no. He, uh, John bought a live from the Barrage ad in the program. Check it out. I have it right here. It's in the program. <laughs> Chat box, please let us know if you're listening to us for the first time because of this ad that was running in the uh, yeah, Australia I program. It. I figure if a thousand people go to see it, I'd throw them a hundred bucks with a discount for bands. Well, wow, you have a misprinted V-neck shirt there. That's that's worth a lot of money, Mario. This is a, a prize. Let's give it away. Well, I love the li- the Lynn the Lynn, shirts, the Lynn Serpa. First of all, she does not look like that. I met her in front of my subway. Yeah, so you guys all owe me twenty five dollars. Her, her, her uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Her uh, her motto is vote green, not machine. Is that what it says? Yeah, vote green, not machine. Ah, good for her. I hope Lynn Serpe won. We got to check those stats. Jody's probably on it. She could she could figure that uh, out. It w- She's certainly not going hungry. <laughs> it's just like every bar in Astoria and live from the barrage, <laughs> like the ads. Yeah, and Valone. Hey, do you recognize the guy in this? The, the Sparrow article. You're right on it. Who is that? <laughs> it says a classy joint. And it's a two-page ad. Is that that's not heavy metal, Chris? Right? No, that's not right. heavy metal, Chris. <laughs> Can I still get three free beers at, at that bar? Is it still you can get valid? Three free fucking punches for me right now. Yeah, okay. Mario was cutting coupons out of the thing from the, before he even walked up to us. I I came, I saw, I conquered. It was a great. It was the penultimate it was a great. in outdoor concerts. 
Hey. Uh, I love those yeah. stages. Uh, it was like the Woodstock of the No Generation. Does Balone oh, yeah. have a band? No. Uh, yeah, he, he, that's his Twitter picture, actually, is that him playing that guitar and because he thinks he's cool or whatever. But he, you know, that's he's why, playing a bar chord. He actually seems like he might know what he's doing. The reason why he I went like on little, the Balone little, rant little Steven with is AIDS. because I saw... I saw in the uh, the layout, like the sample layout that he was taking out of that. So I'm like, I hope he's there. I'm going to take it to him. That Sorry. was not Sorry, a good Pat. idea. Why Sorry, did you go Why didn't we just do it? Why did I do it? Because <laughs> I was walking off stage and forgot about it. And some fucking Sicilian turned me around and goes, That's Don't right. you want to say I'm something? a socialist agitator. Thank why you, Why didn't man. we get an fuck ad? It. Why fuck it. Why didn't we make a special ad that just went below his that just had an arrow pointing out that just said, fuck this guy? Well, we, <laughs> we, we practiced the night before. You were supposed to say, I don't care. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you don't vote for Valone. And well, then you went on. One a, other person. You went on like an eight minute, eight minute aside. You're crazy. It was it was one it minute. Wasn't, it wasn't eight minutes. <laughs> it wasn't minutes. even one minute. It was about twenty no, seconds. Listen, I feel. I appreciate. I, I, it. I think about what I did and I cringe. Uh, I'm sorry to the bands that I played with. Apologize for that. But yeah, Peter Valone lost. So fuck him. No, I was well done. Well done. Irving, the members of your own band. Colette said to me, I was feeling... You're going to apologize to me, too, you know? I did, like, twice already. I'm joking. joking. Uh, I was feeling all bad about it, and I'm sitting here going, man, that was dumb. And then uh, Colette comes out, and she goes, hey, uh, that speech at the end, I went over like a lead balloon, huh? (laughs) I was like, oh, I was already feeling terrible. It has to start somewhere. (laughs) Am I on? It's like, I I have to go home with you. Yeah, right. (laughs) Pat's like, we're trying to rock. What the fuck? He didn't say anything to me, but I know it was the wrong move. I apologize to everybody in the band. No, it was okay. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I got the guy's guy's name wrong. I'm not on anything. I just love that uh, it it was really like a a bad horror movie or like a, a PSA where they were just like Houlihan's kids playing with like a football sitting like inches away from these passed out fucking pill heads. Like these, <laughs> one of the guys looked Oh, like, yeah, there were two junkies there like sleeping it off with crazy... Uh, it wasn't Crazy Horse, it was Crazy Stallion. Yeah, Crazy Stallion. The 24 ounces of Crazy Stallion. I mean, there stallion. was a lot of room. Why did they decide to camp in front of the homeless It was homeless amazing, man? and they were totally passed out. No, they no, they were there first, and then the homeless guys showed up. The homeless guys weren't sleeping... Then they were like kind of up. They could have been two regular guys until they passed out and they had no. No, team. come they on! Were... That one guy looked like the guy that teaches booger in Revenge of the Nerds too. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they were fine until the methadone kicked in. Oh, damn! No, that was it. Was it was a it was a fun movie, I have to say. I do, I do. Even having to go door to door looking for coat hangers in Astoria. It was really funny. People because... yelling at me in Greek. Get away from my house! Skata! Skata! I was halfway home. Mario calls me. He's like, I'm coming back with the coat hanger to get in the truck. We're like, Pat's gone. Yeah. <laughs> we made it happen. We made it happen. Oh, this is this is what I... Uh, I met the, my uh, neighbor cheating on his wife after that. What? I was at the Mr. Softy truck, and there's this guy, Terry. And there was a Mr. Hardy. And he's not with his wife. He's with this other girl. I'm like, Terry, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm with her. We came to see the music festival. Oh, yeah, how's your wife and two kids, by the way? He's like, he's buying ice cream for his nubile uh, mistress. Shame on you, Terry. Shame on you. Wait a second, Terry. Who is this guy? You saw him on the, on the he street? Was there. He was at the, at the, uh, right at the Astoria Music Festival. I, I was at Mr. Softy. After <laughs> I couldn't find Pat, I'm stuck with my hanger. I have to say, it was a, it was a foolproof plan. Baby, I'm going to bring you <laughs> to something that nobody's yeah. going to go to. I should say, nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing uh, adds... Uh, Insult to injury when uh, being exposed by Mario of your infidelity while hearing Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> I'm hey, a- what are you doing here? I am faithful. Get an ice cream with your new girlfriend? 
Exactly. It's and he you can't me. remember anybody's names. No one will ever try to kill you as a witness. Was, after after we played our first song, Dancing Mike, who plays drums for uh, for the Ten Cent Fun Fellows, came running up to me, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yo. You guys are really loud. I went, awesome. <laughs> He's turning and ripped. And then the sound guy comes running up to John. He goes, your bass amp is clipping. John goes, great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, like, a, there's all these instructions on the house bass amp, like a you know, piece of paper taped to the thing. And it's like, raise your volume on your guitar. And raise your volume on the amp. Raise this till it clips. And, then, and I'm like, I just turn everything up. And I'm like, if anybody wants that. to... If, run up the air and fix it god bless him. some guy did i love that well going back to the earlier conversation when people are like what what uh what's your settings for your amp when you play i'm like a nine and a half <laughs> uh i don't know loud I, I turn it up until the sound man starts yelling at me and then i then i turn it up a little more and then you yeah! put, do you ever do the pretend to turn it down they're like all the time <laughs> all the time and they know they know I'm a professional salmon. I think this is the first time I've come across this. Uh, this isn't know. my first rodeo. I have the a MacBook at home. The best is if they if they really <laughs> if they really give you shit, you just go. Don't mic me. Like don't don't yeah. mic my amp. Yeah, no I, yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't need it. I said to the guy, we need like, four rock. mics up front. They only had two. The rest of them they were using to like mic the drums. I'm like, who's gonna listen to this yeah. shit? No one. Just uh, give us the mics up front and call I, it a day. I like Steve. But Dave, did we sound horrible up front? Your your guitar was very loud. Uh, yeah. See, on stage the bass was super loud. I could barely hear your bass. Wow, that's crazy. And I could I could hear. Uh, I, I thought could, I was way too I loud. Could, uh, for as, as dainty as as Dan looks when he plays, um, you know he does the little Keith Moon like limp wristed uh, ride symbol. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got he, bottom, he, but shit. It, it carries. Yeah. I, I've uh, you you do know that that was the first time I've ever seen Risk Ward, right? Mm. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was the the pendulum. Penultimate. Pen- so, the penultimate. Pendulum. Pendulum time. I heard that was the uh, yeah. the, uh, the the peculiar time. Uh, guitar player, can you turn down the amp, please? You guys got one more. Guys I know my, my favorite more. is uh, my favorite is uh, that uh, that sounds great, guys. Uh, if you could just uh, turn it down a little bit, uh, I think <laughs> I think we'll be ready to go. <laughs> uh, or the, my favorite is uh, so uh, guys, uh, how many of those songs do you plan on playing tonight? <laughs> Actually, Fuzzbob, we were outside at this particular event, so that's why they had stuff mic'd up. And I don't know. I think they wanted to put a uh, a bit of a legitimacy into the festival, so they had like you know the sound men were very cool, nice dudes, and they had a whole board set up out there. But it was unnecessary. It's like you're playing outside. It's, the best was after. Just let us crank the amps. Everyone's gonna hear it. After the As fu- Jeremy Clarkson would say, "We need more power." <laughs> after the fuck flicks played, and you know. Brian Gallagher is wearing a bra, and he's just like, you know, they're just like horrifying people. You're watching people pack up their fucking lawn chairs. My children were there. Yeah. <laughs> Even the junkies were left. And then there's another band setting up with like bookish looking kids and like a, 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 a rounder woman. And, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do like to, to, to like follow this? You know, yeah. like how, like what, what, what could they possibly sound like? Greatest segue ever. And the first song they do is fucking uh, Chic. Chic. Uh, Lay Freak by Chic. <laughs> so like, of course, awesome. like, like fucking the noise and destruction of Tencent Fuckflix ends and then you hear Freak out! <laughs> I was like, this is the only nailed it. This is the they only were thing. So great. The only thing that could have covered, that could have followed that. You know, the girl's voice wasn't great, but the band was fucking killer. The band was awesome. Killer. The band and was great. The yeah. thing that kills me about it is because you know I, I play keyboards in the fuck loops, but I just kind of pound the one four five, and I don't know anything about you know I'm not fancy. And then the, the, the keyboard player for that band got up and he was like, like just warming up. I'm like, ah, fuck. But that was funny when we started. We're like, all right, this one's called the. Because we played right after them, mm-hmm. and we were all in awe of how great they were. Yeah, and they were called Lux L U X E. That's mm-hmm. right. So if you ever want to book a 
band for your wedding or something. These guys are good. No, I'm not doing that. Not to be confused with the... right after we played, I'm like, oh, this one, shit, man. I thought it was going to be like they a They ended soul. with Roller Coaster. I'm like, those guys are great. Uh, this one's called Roller Coaster, I guess. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> for the purposes of this argument, we're going to try to ape what they just did. Even the, we played Roller Coaster. Even the, junkie, even the junkie dudes were giving each other handies because they were so turned on. <laughs> They played a Steely Dan song too. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't hate it because they fucking just executed it perfectly. Yeah, I know, but I despise Steely yeah, Dan. Suck. Like Sorry, I actively, Sully. actively despise Steely Dan. Sorry, Steely to Sully, Dan is Sully. the least rock and roll band that has ever existed. I know, and it, what what kills me is like we got like three things happening in Forest Hills. We got the Ramones, we got Steely Dan, and Paul Simon. Paul Simon, was Paul Simon from Forest Hills? Yes, he was. Well, he was born in Jersey, I think, right? But uh, Or Brooklyn? Somewhere, I don't know. You can't believe anything that guy says. He's busy stealing Los Lobos' songs. Fuck you, Paul Simon. Exactly. Piece of shit. Um, he completely kid. shuttered Edie okay. Brickell's career. If I say to you, draw... He's got, he's got Edie Brickell, like, shackled in his fucking garage. Or she writes songs uh, for him. Something told me something's happened at the zoo. Why don't you go work there and stop bothering people? What I, I am is what I... Stop yeah. bothering people. Paul Simon. I'm checking out something my backwards uh, story of Music Festival shirt. So who's the band called Drawer, Drawer K-Sir? I, I uh, love that you're trying a physical joke, a, a, visu- a visual joke on the radio. called Drawer K-Sir? On my shirt. This is me shutting down my computer. Anybody? We'll, we'll see you next week, everybody. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, no guys. answer? Thank you, everyone. See you, ne- see you next week. That's risk reward. How the minute got a dude a move All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you next week. I ain't going out like that. Steve V will be our guest. Thank you. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Paul Graziano. Thank you, Malcolm Brenner, author of Wet Goddess. And some new book that no one's ever read. Before we go off, can I hear Dave's interpretation of the vocals there one more sure, time? Sure, here you go. I remember doing that. <laughs> all right, thanks everybody. Oh, Denim and Leather brought us all together. Oh, man. See you next week. <laughs>